Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. So I was just looking up flights from Beijing to uh, Taipei. Now, now, normally you might say, Greg, why are you looking up flights from Beijing to Taipei? Well, <laughs> I'm looking up flights from Beijing to Taipei because China's buying a whole bunch of 737 MAX airliners. And, of course, because of that, my first question is, are they safe to fly on? Um, this is a plane that was highly designed. They took a, a little 737 and turned it into a big 767, except they didn't want to change the design and go through all the, the expense of actually making a new airplane. So they took an old airplane that was small and made it bigger and hoped that it works out. And apparently it didn't. And so they had a couple of fatal crashes and some other stuff went on. And so eventually they, uh, they came out with this new product, which they say is safe again, but I'm not convinced. So uh, I'm not convinced uh, the airlines are safe anyway, based on the report that I heard uh, in Revolver last week. Uh, basically, all, all the air traffic controllers are based on affirmative action. Um, that uh, the 737, you know, like I say, is is a is a, is a redo. It's kind of like a, you know, it, it was made by bean counters rather than aeronautical engineers necessarily. Um, and the fact that uh, Xi Jinping is here to give instructions to Joe Biden at another economic summit, and after that, there's a big sweetheart deal for Boeing airplanes. Uh, those things are all related. So the reason I was looking up flights from Beijing to Taipei is to see if, first of all, they existed. And I'm curious because. If, if this is the case, if that uh, um, the, you know China's going to take over Taiwan, at least they want to, uh, and my solution is to give 3 million AR-15s to the citizens of Taiwan, uh, to the 6 million there, I figure half of them can use an AR-15. That's going to make uh, Taiwan really hard to occupy for any length of time. Um, but anyway, so but I thought, are these people flying back and forth? Do they have diplomatic relations? W- what is the connection here? You know, so we're talking about people who are Chinese. You know, the, the Chinese under Chiang Kai-shek, the nationalist, the elected government uh, moved to Taiwan when the communist government of Mao Zedong basically, basically took over the rest of the country using captured arms from Russia, Japan, us, anybody they could get their hands on, uh, had a violent, uh, they actually had an insurrection, a real insurrection, you know, where they, they shot people and took over the government. That's, that's how an insurrection works. Um, much, you know, we, we had an insurrection here too, except they didn't use guns. They used, they used Trump supporters to, as an excuse to, uh, you know, to cover what they're really doing at the base of the Capitol. So that's what's going on. So apparently that, that's happening. Uh, Brianna's going to be a couple minutes late, so I'm just kind of vamping here for a bit, going over some of the issues. And that's one of them. And my curiosity is, and no one asked this question, you know, what is the quid pro quo? If, uh, if uh, Xi Jinping is meeting Joe Biden, uh, who we know isn't doing anything other than taking instructions from Barack Obama, um, then uh, <laughs> oh, so this, Pianchi types and he says, Sugar Plum Dancing, bring on Brianna. I would if she were here. She's not here yet. She will be. I mean, you know, people have, have lives. They have busy things to do and complications. And, uh, you know, as soon as she comes on, I'll, 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 when, when, when she comes on, I'll start her theme. Don't worry about it, Pianchi. Pianchi doesn't care to hear me. He can hear me anytime, right? He wants to hear Brianna. And I do, too, quite frankly. I love having her on the show. You know, how many, how many people have a teenage reporter on their show? I mean, it's just, it's just it's very, very cool to have somebody that smart, that young. Anyway. Um, back to other issues. Panky, you know, what, yeah, Panky, what do you, what do you want to talk about? Let's, let's see what he's got on his mind. I have something on my mind. I was watching uh, hearings, uh, not hearings, but I was watching uh, news last night, One American News, and this morning, too, they repeated the story, as they, they tend to do, about these hearings from um, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, and she's holding hearings on vaccine injury. 
gee, what a surprise. We knew this was coming. We, we've known this was coming since before the, uh, the COVID shots came out in December of 2020. We knew there were a problem. We knew you can't make a vaccine that fast. We knew it's not even a vaccine. We knew all kinds of things about it. And yet people took it and, and suffered mandates. And, you know, rather than quit their job and save their life, they, they kept their job and a lot of them lost their life. So uh, it sort of defeats the purpose of, of doing something to keep your job when you can't uh, keep your life in the process. So she held hearings. And Dr. Robert Malone was there, and Dr. Robert Malone has been on the show. Dr. Robert Malone, incidentally, is one day younger than me. He was born the day after me, literally the day after. Same year, same everything. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, so I've got 24 hours more life experience than Dr. Robert Malone. He, of course, has several more degrees, you know, a whole lot more publicity, and is much better known. But that's okay. I'll get there. Anyway, so he was there. Marjorie Taylor Greene was there. Matt Gates was there. My representative, Greg Stubbe, another great Florida representative. And they're talking about, oh, no. Oh, no, there's, there's, there's no liability for Big Pharma. Gates is whining. You know, he's whining. He's, he's, and there, there was even less liability after COVID because they declared an emergency. And I'm thinking to myself, you miserable, you know, I'll, I won't say the rest of what I was saying, but I'm thinking to myself, I said both of them, you know, our, our vaccine product liability bill over two years ago when I wrote, especially Matt Gates. Matt Gates gets all my bills right away because he's my representative, right? So he got the special investigations bill. Nope, haven't heard anything about that yet either. Um, the, the reimbursement so people don't need legal defense funds so that no matter who the justice or the lack of justice department investigates, they'll have the money to defend themselves. That bill, the one that uh, people are calling for that would love to, someone recently was talking about that too. I think it was one of the, one of the Trumps was saying it'd be really nice if they had, they didn't have to get a legal defense fund. I said, yeah, well, I already solved that problem too. Um, Pianchi says Fulton County, 150,000 ballots. Yeah. Um, I tend not to report stories that everybody else is reporting. Fulton County, that's Fulton County, Georgia, that's, uh, that's uh, Atlanta, that is where a corrupt governor, Kemp, and uh, uh, an even more corrupt Secretary of State, Rathsenberg, uh, both hate Trump, and so they rig the elections against him. I mean, it's pure and simple what's going on there. So as to the actual stories, the numbers, things like that, uh, we've got a cure for that. Um, Diane Warner and I wrote a bill, mostly her, uh, wrote a bill um, last January. Uh, yeah, it was last January. No, this January. So beginning of 2023, we wrote a bill for election integrity, and this bill has only paper ballots, uh, paper ledgers too, which uh, that's, that's more her department than mine, uh, bonded counters, video counting, uh, precincts limited to 1,000 people, and my addition was voter registrations expire at midnight, uh, December 31st. So the voter rolls are automatically cleaned every year, just like your uh, car registration. You know, why, why would you have to register your car every year? Well, because they want money. All right. So voter registrations, you don't have to pay money, but uh, they're, they're far more important than your car registration. I mean, why does the government need to know you have a car anyway? It's another business, oh, except that they want to charge you for the, the registration and they want to charge you sales tax and um, all, they, they, want, they want money from it. So that's why they do it. So if the government wants money. They're really good about having you register. Okay. When the government doesn't have money, they don't care. <laughs> It's, it's really quite simple. So that's my view on that. So there's no need for me to cover that. Uh, if you want election information, go to our Action Radio Election Integrity Project. Uh, if you want, uh, Gateway Pundit is very good. There's a lot of really good sources on elections. I don't have to repeat other people's news stories. I want to break new ones. And so my idea is to inspire new news stories. And my news story is why are these, why are these members of Congress complaining uh, when they've had the cure for over two years? This is why we're having Citizen Legislation Day. Okay? So Citizen Legislation Day is my kind of, I guess, um, rebellion against not being invited to a bunch of other events where I really thought I could help. And it started to bother me. And, I'm, you know, I'm probably being a little petty about this. And I, I try not to, but it happens. I'm still human. At least I hope so. Um, that 
it seemed to me, I, I hate wasted opportunities. I hate wasted time. I hate wasted uh, resources. And it seems to me that there's a lot of events being held for people to complain at, but not actually solve the problem. And so I and a bunch of other folks, we've been talking about this, and, and we came to the conclusion that these people really don't want to solve the problem. There's a vested interest in not solving problems for conservatives so they can, you know, for one thing, keep holding these events and keep complaining, you know, keep saying, we'll get them next time, or keep saying, this is, we have to take our country back. You know, whereas we already know how to take the country back. We proved it. We proved it with Action Radio. And so because I was not able to to get our voice out on these various events that I thought we should do, uh, including the recent uh, walk away, hashtag walk away by Brandon Strzok, who has been on the show. So he knows what we do. Right. Anyway, so because we were not able to get our voice out there, I thought we're going to hold our own event. And that's how Citizen Legislation Day came about. And, of course, I'm inviting Matt Gates, and I should probably invite Greg Stubbe directly also and say, hey, guys, you've had our vaccine product liability bill for over two years. There is no reason for you to be complaining on national TV that liability is a problem when you had the cure all along. On that note, let's bring on Brianna. She started as a guest on Action Radio, courtesy of our Constitution reporter, Amber Kemper. Both Brianna and Amber are graduates of Patriot Academy, a place where young folks get to practice writing and advocating legislation and being legislators in a mock session. Brianna immediately impressed all of us as someone we wanted on the show with her own report. With an insightful mind, asking and taking on complex questions, and a growing skill in sarcasm and satire, plus her study of government, history, the Constitution, and our founding, all of her skills and knowledge combine into something pretty incredible here on Action Radio. And now, the Government Inquiry Report with Brianna Cannon. Yeah, I'm really glad you're here because Pianchi's bugging me. He doesn't want to hear me anymore. He wants to hear from you. <laughs> Good morning, Brianna. Good morning. So you're popular. This is a good thing. What do you think? Um, what do you mean? <laughs> Have I shocked you that, that that your report is is popular? That people tune in to hear you? I mean, this is this is great. This is this 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 could be the start of uh, something fabulous. Who knows? Oh, all right. <laughs> It's a compliment. Take it. You, you're like me. You don't take compliments well. It's okay. Um, I should tell you also that, uh, uh, and you should try this anyway, um, the, regardless of, you know, hope, obviously I hope you'll stay here uh, as well, but One American News has put out the word for, for uh, uh, journalists, social media people, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and I can see you doing the news, you know, probably uh, uh, like next year when you can work, you know, full time. But uh, yeah, uh, so HR at OANN.com. So that's human resources, hr at oann.com. Try it. Apply to them. See what you think. See what they say. I'd be curious. I can see you broadcast news on TV. What do you think? Am I putting you on the spot? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Just an idea. I, I would apply to them anyway. Uh, you know, especially if you're going to college, you might be able to get an internship out of it. You know, spend some time in San Diego, uh, work for a professional news organization that's probably the best one I think out there uh, in terms of what they report. But, uh, you know, it's uh, hey, listen, the door's open right now. Now it's time to call and talk to them, send a resume, try it. You never know. See if they have internships. That might be something that uh, might be your best course of action. What do you think? All right. You see yourself on TV? What do you think? No. But okay. I'm sure there's something else to help out with <laughs> okay, it. Just curious. Okay. Well, right. we'll stay here then because, you know, 
I love having you on every week. It's 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 wonderful fun. Um, so as you called in, I was ranting about uh, our our Congress critters that are whimpering like little babies, that they don't have uh, anything you know for liability. And I'm thinking, especially Matt Gates, we want to come to our Citizen Legislation Day, but they've had our legislation over two years. Uh, what do you think is going on? Are they ignoring us? Are, are the minions keeping it and not showing it to them? Uh, are, are they so scared of big pharma that it's okay to whimper but not actually do something? And I'm kind of surprising with this. I know you haven't had a chance to think about it. But uh, what do you think is going on? I think it might be a bunch of issues all at once. So a lot okay, of the thanks. different aspects that you listed and not enough pressure. Um, it's actually going into something that I was going to start talking about today. And it's something that I'll probably be adding to in the future Ooh. as I learn more, because I just started learning about this. Okay. But it's this whole, um, one time I mentioned the Committee of 300, uh-huh. the um, like global conspiracy group. Do you remember me mentioning right. that? I've, I've heard of them. I don't well, remember this... specifically what we talked about. So so you can, you can kind of refresh and, and tell me about them. All right, so this committee of 300, whenever I was talking about it, it was within, like, the global schools, and especially when I was talking about, like, Alice Bailey and what Alex Newman's research had been showing about their plans for this new world order and this one world yes. government and such. Remember that now. Okay. So, so the builder, so this committee of 300 is part of something called a Bilderberg group. And mm-hmm. a friend of mine told me about this book. And this Bilderberg group is a secret, in air quotes, society where no press and nobody is allowed to know what goes on in their meetings. Mm-hmm. But the person who wrote the book was able to find sources who were able to share some of the information with him, who I guess maybe not are fully on board with it. But, of course, he's not going to name those sources. Um, no, no, that, that's okay. You can have unnamed sources. But they have to be real sources. Yes. You know, and that when they when they talk about anonymous sources that we think are made up because it's just propaganda, that's a whole different story. But if you think it's a genuine source, you know, sometimes we the, the reason they don't name them is so they don't get hurt or killed. That's generally you know why people yes. keep their sources anonymous. Huh? Uh, There's a Watergate source that Woodward that's and Bernstein used for years. Yeah, we didn't find out who Bernstein and Woodward source and Watergate was for I think, I think it was only recently. So it was like it was like 50 years later. They kept that source secret. It's quite fascinating. What was it that you mentioned that brought up an idea that I wanted to use from that? We started with the, this this drug uh, this excuse me this this COVID hearing with Marjorie Taylor Greene, and like I said, Greg Stubbe and Matt Gates are talking about we don't have liability, you know, we can't do anything about it. And I'm thinking, yeah, you can. So the whole point was that they're they they have the solution, they know the solution, um, and yet they don't talk about it on the news. They they complain that there is no solution. A bunch of hypocrites. Oh, I remember. This is what, what I'm it was. for office. Okay, good. So it was part of the fact of having an unorganized uh, citizenry, where the Bilderberg Group was talking about, like one of the threats, I guess, to their goals is having an organized, um, uh, not rebellion. What's the word I'm thinking of? Like I don't a know, organized back. citizenry, like organized. organized. Lobbying group, organized yes. pressure groups, advocates, uh, citizen groups, things like that. Yes. Basically us, <laughs> Action Radio. We're organized. All of that fit into it. There's right. a specific term for it. It's sort of like an R or something. But, yeah, all of that parallel kind of structure? is the idea of what they were saying. Uh, parallel structure, does that come to mind? Because that's, that's one of the components of stopping a mass psychosis. 
truth, ridicule, yeah, and parallel structures. Yeah, but that's not going to use. But... Oh, okay. Well, I'll, we'll think of it. Anyway, so the point is that there's opposition, organized opposition. Um, see, governments are organized. Yeah. That's why they're so powerful, even though they're a small minority. The Nazis were only 2% of Germany, and they took it over because they were organized. You know, our federal government is a couple of million people, but we've got 300 million Americans, but we're not organized. They are. And so that's the difference. Alan, Alan Dulles, who Alan used Dulles. to be um, yeah. yeah, the director of the CIA, uh-huh. he was actually part of the Bilderberg group. And he also was working and fighting with the Nazis. So, yeah, that one, that one shocked me, too. He was Secretary of Defense, too, I think. He's Secretary of Defense and ran the CIA. He's one of those, uh, those secret guys that, uh, yes. yeah, of course, the, the, the CIA brought in Nazi Gestapo, you know, members into the United States to sort yes. of, you know, copy them. <laughs> what, a, what a great model. You know, at least NASA brought yes, in Werner von Braun, a rocket scientist. Yeah, but the, we brought in some of the worst of the worst people. And look what's happening now. Yes. Hmm. Okay. So tell me about this committee. So the Bilderberg Group is uh-huh. part of this plan of the one world government. They're the people behind the New World Order. They're the uh-huh. ones that use the United Nations, NAFTA, the World Economic Forum, and all these different agencies. They basically use all these agencies as their front. And uh-huh. a lot of times they are the ones putting people in power. They're the uh-huh. ones who help people get elected or put them in positions. And they said the number one thing of knowing where the control is is the Secretary General of the United Nations. And that is, mm-hmm. and they were listing off all the names. I don't remember all of them now, but they're listing off all the names of secretary generals and how each of them were part of the Bilderberg Group and how they were they were appointed to this position. And mm-hmm. one of their goals is to have a global international society of socialism of owners and slaves, where all of the labor will be going to all these poor countries. And they called the Bilderberg members, of course, global-minded, but that they're industrialists. But their goal is to take away industrial prosperity and have slave labor of poor countries doing all the work, mm-hmm. um, which is really contrary because they want to take away prosperity because they know that if they have it, they can't accomplish their goals. They have to take it away in order to have this kind of control and force everybody under this kind of international welfare um, socialist idea that they have. And they are talking about having to, of course, have a one-world currency. And they said they're using NAFTA, the North American Fair Trade Agreement, um, which is free trade of, like, Canada, the United States, Central South America. Or, no, just Mexico, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, NAFTA was done away with uh, the, uh, Trump renegotiated. Did you notice that? And this is why they hate Trump. So Trump had an America First yeah. uh, plan. I forgot what it was, the, the, the something states or whatever it was, the, the, the Canadian-Mexican-American uh, free trade agreement. For whatever it was, it benefited us. And so the whole point of the world government, it seems, is to destroy the United States um, because they were the last bastion of freedom. Uh, and to a large, I mean, freedom, it's interesting, freedom is suppressed right now, but it's not gone away. In a lot of countries, it's gone away. You know, like Russia never had a tradition of freedom. They went from czars to uh, communist dictators. And I think it was John that was talking yesterday about how Germany funded uh, communism in Russia because they thought that they could, uh, the German Marxists, you know, under Karl Marx could uh, run Russia as well. Didn't quite work out, work, work out so well by World War II, but uh, that's what they thought. Well, let me ask you a question. And I wrote a little note down here about freedom and prosperity. It seems to me 
and I'm, I want to know what you think about this, that the world are under a delusion that they can have prosperity but not have people have freedom. And what makes America work to me is we have both freedom and prosperity, that you can't have one without the other. If you have a corrupt government, if you have a Marxist government, if you have a centrally planned government, uh, you're never going to have prosperity because you don't have freedom. It, it is in freedom that people work. It is in freedom that people produce. It is in freedom that people invent and, and get resourceful and try things and become entrepreneurs and take risks. So it seems to me the fundamental delusion that these world government people are under is that they can have prosperity for themselves and for the world without freedom because freedom is, is, is like their enemy. They, they can't have freedom. They can't have people thinking you know, differently. But in taking away freedom, they also take away their own prosperity, and I don't think they see that. What do you think? Yeah, I think they don't care about the prosperity of anybody else except for them, and they think that if they have all this control, it automatically gives them this power and this prosperity over everybody else. Hmm. But when you have control of everybody else, they don't do anything. This is, this is why socialism always fails. I'll tell you an example. Well, I'll never forget. Uh, when I crossed Checkpoint Charlie back in 1982, I went across in a communist East Berlin. And I was actually in, in a communist, a real communist country, right? And I went way back. I mean, most people stayed around the little, you know, uh, Karl Marx plots, you know, this little uh, socialist version of Disneyland. Uh, oh, hey, and people are like, hey, communism is not so bad. Look at this. We got, uh, we got amusement park rides. Yeah, no, that's not communism. So I went back about 10 miles into the city. <laughs> and one of the things I saw were, were restaurants. And I walked into a restaurant. And they had all these signs on the tables that, that said uh, reserved in German, whatever, whatever reserved is. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Uh, are you expecting a big party? And no. Oh, well, the tables are reserved. Said, That's right. I said, well, are you going to have any customers? No. Well, how do you make tips? Well, what are tips? <laughs> okay. I'm in Communist East Berlin, right? Well, you know, because I'm such a naive college kid, right? So, you know, people come in and, and they, they buy dinner and they leave you extra money for good service. So what do you mean service? So it's like, well, you work in a restaurant. I said, yeah, but you don't have any customers? Yeah, that's right. We don't want any customers. Well, why not? Well, the state pays us whether we have customers or not. So, so the entire – so are you with me so far? Think about this. So this is, this is like the metaphor yeah. for communism. This is, this is why it doesn't work. So you've got a fully staffed restaurant that doesn't make food, that doesn't serve customers, yet they all get paid. And people wonder why communism collapses. That's, that was my economics lesson for, for communism for the rest of my life. I still remember it. But isn't that fascinating? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you wouldn't know that unless you were there. Now, you don't see it anymore because Germany's been unified. There is no East Germany. You know, and, and, and the communist nation of the Soviet Union, supposedly, is no more. Now it's the Russian Federation. Under Putin, as I do really bad Russian accent. But, uh, yeah. But, but that look, and I wish everybody could have seen what I saw. I wish they had like a GoPro or, or a camera or like, you know, if Facebook Live, if I could broadcast live from East Berlin, live from communism, Greg Pengler's tour is East Germany. You know, I mean, I do that. It, 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 people would not have believed what I saw. It was the most, it was hell. It was hell because it was boring, because there was no advertising. I never was so glad to see billboards in my life. At least there was color. There's no color in communism. It's just dull. The, the streetcars are all beige. People wear either gray or black. The buildings are all brown. They still had bullet holes from World War II where the Russians came through. They hadn't fixed them. And this is the 80s, and they still hadn't fixed them from the 40s. That's how bad communism is. And these people want that? Do they think people are going to produce 
The whole reason that the communism and socialism works is because we fund it stupidly. So these, and I, they don't get it. They, I, I really think they don't get it. And I think people don't understand that they don't get it. They don't understand that they don't get it. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's the main problem that a lot of times. Okay. Okay, well, all the time, evil is never a good idea, and so it will never work out really in the end, but people are blinded by that. And the truth is that a one-world government will be set up at some, time, at some point in time, and it'll work. But then it'll be destroyed and collapsed. It's never worked um, before. It's never worked. Everybody, Genghis Khan, yes. you know, Alexander the Great, the Romans, the Egyptians, the Greeks. Everybody's always, you know, everybody wants to rule the world. You know, the, the Coldplay song. It never works because people are different and people are individual. Despite all of their, their efforts to, uh, you know, co-opt human nature. It's like when, when these idiots try and tell us we have, you know, 16 genders. People are like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. They'll say it because they don't want to get, you know, the character completely, in, you know, impugned in public. But people know it's, you know, men and women, male and female. People aren't, inher- aren't that stupid. And yet they'll, they'll say things. A very interesting perspective. Ah, go ahead. That I learned about, like, the end, like, end times, like, with this one-world government and Antichrist. Because that's mm-hmm. the, what's going to happen. And what's really interesting is this uh, perspective on... The devil, of course, doesn't know the time and place that Jesus will come back. He doesn't know when his reign will start. He doesn't know how much time that he has. And so supposedly there's an idea that he has tried to put in place somebody who could be an antichrist, somebody who could implement a one-world government like through mm-hmm. different times in history. And one of the ideas was Antiochus Epiphanes. And I think um, sometimes people think, oh, well, Alexander the Great may have been. Or it's like, what is it that has picked somebody or tried to formulate things at different times because he doesn't know the time and place? And that was a really interesting perspective on it, too. And I think that might be part of the reason why it's always failed. It Could it also have failed? Be yeah. Now here's the question too. So if I, you know, and and I'm not, how can I put this? Um, I'm not a biblical scholar. I don't know all the details of Revelations, um, but I, I think that we as people have have more say and control in this. That is not always inevitable that it's uh you know god is in control but on the other hand there there is free will and there's kind of like a a sort of a a balance that goes back and forth if people give up their free will uh then there's a need for more you know control from god uh or the and that uh the devil will take more control as people give up more free will so what i try to do is increase free will as much as possible so that we we take you know, so in other words, make it easier on God. Okay, so our free will is towards freedom. So we do the work, so God doesn't have to save the world. So that we do what we're supposed to do. And this is what I think of at Action Radio. So if I thought for a second that I was having no impact, that everything was already preordained, and that there was going to be a one-world government, and there was nothing I could do, but then why am I doing this? It doesn't make sense. Well, we all have a purpose, and. Well, God has already written our path in the book of life, and he already knows um, everything that we're going to do, everything that will happen, everything that has happened, and he already has a plan for everything. We each have a specific purpose, 
And we're all supposed mm-hmm. to follow a path that he wants us to do and, and be a vessel to do his will. And that's what he wants each of us to do and to build that relationship with him. And we do have free will to make that choice. But we mm-hmm. also, like, with having that free will, we can't just disregard a lot of things he says because what he says always comes true. Every single one of his warnings, every single one of the prophecies, everything that he says will come true because it always has come true in the past. So. Mm-hmm. I think we, as we do have free will to make the choices, whether that is to do right from wrong, to follow him, to make you some smart choices in life, he still knows everything that we're going to do. And he's going to tell you whether it's going to happen or not. And yeah, I don't want to know. For every tiny little thing in your life. But, yeah. Um, the big things? Well, you know, yeah, little- I... I- yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I feel kind of challenged, uh, not challenged, uh, channeled to action radio uh, as a bunch of other things in my life uh, didn't work out. And so in many ways, you know, God had a plan for me and it wasn't going to give me a choice. It's like, you're just Greg. <laughs> it's like, okay, fine. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it now. Uh, it took a little, uh, a little soul searching and things to, to settle on this car. Um, but I still want to fly my jet and have fun. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this all works out. But I, you know, I, I like to think that uh, that we have a little bit more impact. That uh, we, you know, like like our guest later on, we're gonna have Naomi Wolf on again. Fabulous guest, you know, internationally known uh, author, New York Times bestseller, the whole bit. Uh, and I don't think she'd be doing what she would do. Uh, and now she's much more conservative, much more, um, you know, skeptical of government and especially the left. Uh, and so it's interesting. So people do change. And you know, was that a a God designed change? In other words, did she have to go through the process of being a liberal and then realizing the flaws and then come on the side of, you know, independence, free will, God, and, uh, you know, and, and everything else that we have here. So it's just kind of interesting, these processes we go through. So it's almost like we have to, we do this journey. And, but I feel in many ways, you know, channeled by God uh, into this path. And some do the best I can. <laughs> you know, we'll see. But I, I would never do this if I thought it wouldn't have impact. That would not make any sense to me. I'm trying to be a logical person. Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go back to the idea that the Bilderbergs had with the NAFTA. So they okay. want to use the NAFTA in the same way as they use the EU. They want to create an American union. And that'll take it one step further to having all the same currencies into making this one world currency under the control of the one world bank, which, of course, who controls the one world bank? Yeah, and so this is kind of the steps that they want to take, as well as, like, you know, the, I think one time I was telling you about, like, the Paris Climate Agreement and the sustainable um, uh-huh. agenda yep. for sustainable development and the Millennium Development Goals. So those two also steps to get a bunch of countries on board to, like, sign on to this idea. So all these smaller steps, and for me, whenever I was reporting about them over time, these are like huge things. Like, why on earth do we do this? This is huge. And then now at the bigger perspective, perspective, these are the small steps that they're taking in order to make these big moves to enact this one world government. And it's kind of like putting all the different puzzle pieces together. This is a risk, this is a risk, this is a risk, this is dangerous. And it's like, okay, this is why all these risks go together. This is Bilderberg Group. And I'm not sure so, 
called that now. I'm sure they had another name or something. But well, they're different the, names. The Illuminati. They, I hear all these names: the Illuminati, the Bilderbergers, the, the Council on Foreign Relations. You know, the, the the World Economic Forum. It's like they're all the same people. You know, they all go to lunch together. They all meet in Davos. You know, they all fly the, the private jets. <laughs> you know, they're, they're they're all in their own little exclusive world. But what I find uh, now, I understand them. You know, I do. They, they, I mean, power is very attractive. I mean, Henry Kissinger, uh, former Secretary of State under Nixon, you know, he, he used to have the saying, power is the ultimate aphrodisiac. You know, so people have power. You know, and people are, are gravitating yeah, to people Kissinger with power. Yeah, Henry Kissinger is in the group. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and, yeah. He's, 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 he's way in. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. And the Clintons and the Gates and mm-hmm. this one is many Bill Burr's something or other. I don't know. It's weird. And the Bushes and, and, uh, yes. all, and, and all these folks. And the Kennedys Obama. except Robert. Yeah, Obama would definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's as channeled and directed as it gets. Um, so so who's not in the club? They say um, every president after Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one. There's one who isn't. But they say <laughs> that not all of the presidents attended the meetings. Is that some of the presidents would just send a representative for Oh, them. yeah, they couldn't go, I mean, for public relations purposes. Now, who is the one president that comes to mind who would not be a part of this? This is obviously a rhetorical, very leading question. Yeah, um, let's see. Do, 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 Trump would come to mind. Oh. Then again, it's not. Yeah, but it's not um, mm-hmm. that they couldn't absolutely be a part of it. But in fact, those are the people that you'd least suspect because at this point, we don't really know anything for sure. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what makes it fun to speculate. Okay, now I would Donald Trump, and I think Donald Trump is the is the one standout because you look at the opposition to Donald Trump. People that have that have benefited from Donald Trump are going after him. You know, a lot of the people on the left, their their lives improved under Donald Trump. You know, if it, even if the lower cost of energy, the, the greater national security, the better protection from the military, you know, the Abraham Accords, the Middle East was not at war. You know, Ukraine was not at war. All these different things. All these people benefit all over the world from Donald Trump. And yet the, the, the world government considers him the biggest enemy. George Soros hates him. He's got, uh, you know, leftist DAs releasing criminals all over this country to cause chaos. They can't stand Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump believes what you and I believe, what millions of people across this country believe, that we still, you know, that freedom and prosperity work, <laughs> that private property works, that the pursuit of happiness, the, the goals, the dreams, the risks. He's a real estate guy. He builds things. See, all these other people destroy things. Government never builds anything. They, all they do is destroy. And so Donald Trump has to be destroyed, not, not, not physically, but, but in, in, in his ideas, in his ideology, in his belief system. They have to take Trump's belief system out of everybody. And this is why they have to, this is why they're going after him so heavily. It's not that, uh, and because they like, even if they liked his policies, and his policies benefited all these folks. But it didn't matter because what he stands for, freedom and prosperity, is an anathema to these people. They can't stand, they can't stand freedom. Oh, they want prosperity for themselves. And that's the delusion they're under. They think if they get rid of Trump, then all the rest of us will just kind of fall into line and just do what they say. It ain't going to happen. You know, Trump is a representative of us, but he's not alone Resistance. responsible for our freedom and prosperity. Go ahead. Uh, 
also where I couldn't think of earlier, resistance. Their biggest threat is organized resistance from the people, which is why they have a dumbed down the society by subverting the education, mm-hmm. which they said has worked effectively over the years. Yep. That was what it was. Yep. No, you're right. Uh, he had a comment earlier. He says, need legislation against smart devices that can watch you without you knowing or your permission. We actually have that in our Australian Bill of Individual Rights. So, Brianna, if you get a chance sometime, um, take a look at that. I'll, I, I just I pulled it up while you were talking, and I'm going to probably post it in your uh, uh, messenger again. But, uh, Bianca, you should take a look at it as well. Go to writeyourlaws.com, click on legislation, and click on all proposed laws, and then click down to, I think it's like the seventh or eighth bill, uh, the Australian Bill of Individual Rights. It covers uh, mind-body autonomy, uh, freedom of travel, of energy source, of living situation. Uh, it's, uh, it says freedom from 5G and surveillance technology and everything else. It's a very comprehensive bill. Uh, I was going to talk about it. We were supposed to have Alan Dershowitz on today. He canceled, uh, so we don't have him. But um, that would be something that he might be interested in. Uh, and so, uh, and so we shall see. You know, but uh, those those kind of things have already been done. And so, so we are organized resistance, and that's why they have to censor us so heavily. So I see somebody's watching. I mean, I'm I'm starting to get you know obscene messages in, in my Facebook groups. Uh, I'm starting to get obscene texts on my phone. Uh, I, I think it's only a matter of time before a death threat starts. The more powerful we get, the more organized we get, the more they're going to come after me, which means they're going to come after you guys <laughs> at some point too. Um, so we'll see, you know. So I just talk about it. <laughs> Be prepared. There's actually uh, an Internet Bill of Rights that somebody brought to Patriot Academy. Really? I believe Ooh, it's a die-in committee, I think. Oh, but, I think you tell me, tell me about it. What was in it? Yeah. Do, do you have it handy? Or did you want to go over something else? Because that would be something uh, really interesting to take a look at. You want to do it next week? I do not have it handy. It's, okay. it's easier to get to if I knew, like, the mm-hmm. number or who wrote it, but I don't oh, remember. No. So it might take a while for me to find it because there is a lot. Okay, make, make a note. You know, uh, next week would be a good time. And we can compare it with the Australian Bill of Individual Rights. Well, Patriot Academy, I want to get them to our Citizen Legislation Day. Now, this might be a, a bit of an off-the-air chat, but uh, uh, if you can talk to them, because um, you've been, how many years have you been going now? Two years, three years? Two. Okay. Well, that's enough. They know you. I know they know you, because <laughs> when I told them you were on my show, they're like, oh, we know Brianna. <laughs> like, okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, so I'd love to get them out, um, supporting, participating, you know, and, and turning all those wonderful Patriot Academy graduates into lobbyists, in which I need two in every state capital plus two in Washington, D.C., if they're interested. So you want to talk about organized resistance? We get, we get Patriot Academy and Action Radio together, plus Turning Point USA and some of these other groups. We start coordinating. It's going to get pretty exciting out there. What, what are the, what's the Committee on 300 going to do when we've got you know, 30 million citizen lobbyists? Speaking of organization. Yeah. Hmm. I know there's, there are a lot of smaller organizations out there across the United States. Um, there's smaller, there's even smaller militias out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of conservatives, a lot of Christian organizations. And within them, of course, everybody has those tiny, small differences. But everybody has the same set of values, just like you read about in the Revolution. Anybody mm-hmm. that was not a loyalist, of course, or the Tory, whatever you call it. Yeah. My ancestors so, once it went to Canada. That's why I was born in Toronto because my ancestors. No, seriously. I mean, it's, it's. I'm sure they're turning over in their graves. Oh, I can't believe Wayward Greg. He's an American patriot. You know, he left Canada, came to the United States. 
you know, and then look what he's done. We were loyal to the crown. What's what's happened? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's happened. I believe in patriotism and freedom. That's why. But anyway, so that's that's more, those are my ancestors. They went to Canada because they were loyal, loyal to the crown. Idiots. <laughs> yes. Sorry. So being able to connect all of the different groups and organizations, and you kind of see that starting on a small scale. Like you can see, like Moms for Liberty is really involved in a bunch of different, like smaller organizations that are also kind of have that same motivation. Mm-hmm. And so if you're able to continue linking all of these organizations up that share these kind of American values overall of, you know, faith mm-hmm. and freedom, yeah, and being able to though? educate everybody. But what are they actually doing? What are they actually doing? So here's my contention. Uh, I have a couple of friends who are thinking of, I've been so busy with Citizen Legislation Day, I haven't actually created what, what I call the Do Something Group. So we're going to have a separate action radio Do Something Group of people that are actually doing things. Because most of these groups are doing nothing. I see pundit after pundit after pundit, and I see talking head after, after spokesperson for all these different groups. But they're not doing anything. They're, they're sharing information we already know. They're, they're going on talk shows, and the talk shows are going on other talk shows, and the hosts, are, and they're all doing the same thing. They're all saying the same thing, but they're not changing anything. not proposing legislation. Some are, so the very few that are actually doing something. So my contention is that most of conservative, patriotic, MAGA America is much happier complaining than doing something. So Moms for Liberty, do they have concrete legislative proposals? Are they organizing? Are they teaching people how to do what we teach people how to do, to be citizen advocates? You know, do, are they really advocating change, or are they just saying we're going to save our country? Legislation, mm-hmm. but I do know they are doing like educational things, but I don't know if they're doing like any legislation or what actions they are. Okay, education is not bad. I haven't looked much into them, so I don't know if yeah. it's not there, but okay. I just haven't personally looked into it very much. But that is common in a lot of areas where it's a lot of talking and a lot of informing, and you need that. You need to be informed, but also you have to take action. You have to do something like what you're doing is lobbying the legislation, writing the yeah. legislation. And there are small groups that are doing that. Like I just went to a meeting, um, I think it was last month, and they had a speaker come, and he had, I think there was like 18 or so, like legislation that he had that he wanted people to support and lobby as well because he wanted these legislation passed. And it was actually very surprising to me because there were multiple ones that he was writing, that he was proposing in the presentation that I myself have been working on writing. So I know well, yeah, that there see, are people that's, out that's there. That's great. Yeah, that's great. So we need to get this person on the show and working with you directly. And so we need to combine yes. these bills. Have him post his bills to uh, writeyourlives.com. Let's, let's bring us into it, and let's bring Patriot Academy and Turning Point. So what we need are two things, bill writers, and we need citizen lobbyists. We need people that actually copy the link and send it by the millions, okay? So we, we don't need a whole lot of bill writers. You know, if we get maybe 50 people across the country, we can do everything we need to do. Real small core of, of, of really intense bill writers, okay? That's, I mean, I've written most of the bill and write your laws myself. Okay, and it's probably 60 or 70 that I have on there. So the bills we need. So I know if we get, you know, doing it, you know, individuals doing it, we don't need that many people to write the laws to fix. What we need is millions to send them in. And so this person, and I'll have the same, but again, it, it becomes how do you translate those actions? So unless you're taking your bill and putting it in, the, in a form that people can act on it, so that's the whole purpose of write your laws. A lot of my people have thought I'm not the only one that's thinking of the ideas. The difference that we have taken those ideas, put them into actual legislation, and given people the opportunity to be able to literally just send them in, just copy the link and send it to media and send it to government. See, that's the big change that we make. So this person may have the same ideas I have and you have, and that's great. 
The more of us that have these ideas, the better, but we've got to get together and we've got to put it into a form that people can act on it. And that's what the part that I think is missing is they talk about the ideas, they go to the conferences, they say, we need a bill that does this, da, 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 we'll take our country back. And it stops. It's like education. Education is great, but they end it too soon. They don't follow through and turn that education of people into direct action. That's where I see the flaw. What do you think? Yes. So I will let you know where we're at on creating the um, alumni lobby group, but we are okay. taking steps in the right direction, and I think we are. Make my day. We might be starting to form it soon. So, yes. Talk to somebody who has been meeting. So I don't exactly know how it would work or if it would be associated with Patriot Academy in any way, but I think it is. I think it will be starting soon, which is good. Well, let me give you a round of applause for that. See, that's the missing component. I mean, bless you for doing this. I mean, this is this is what we need. That at Action Radio, I know, my, you know, Clint Eastwood in one of his uh, Dirty Harry films says, a good man needs to know his limitations. Okay, my limitations are, I am I'm totally immersed in the show and in writing. I cannot coordinate an entire you know, citizen army of, of lobbyists sending in bills and things like that, that I have to delegate. So if you can pick up the ball on that and this group can form, and whether it's uh, under Patriot Academy or just Patriot Academy grads and turning point people, uh, young folks are perfect for this because young folks are active. I would, listen, I've been active since I was 12 years old. And so uh, when I first came here and learned about Watergate, I thought, interesting country. <laughs> They're impeaching their president. Hmm. Why am I here? Because <laughs> my first thought at 12 years old, right? <clears throat> anyway, um, but yeah, so, so the more that you can do and the more young folks you can recruit and take that energy and direct it and, and have people realize that you know, once people see what they can accomplish, I think that's a big thing too. Do you think people feel powerless because they've never seen anything actually done you know, in their favor, like uh, citizens creating a bill and seeing it through uh, to final passage and implementation? What do you think? Yes, and I think that's probably the most important thing is kind of trying to unite the groups. Okay. Kind of shifting things around a little bit. No, I agree. Like I you're agree. talking about is getting yeah, yeah, and more people involved with each other. More people involved with like we want more people involved with Action Radio, but we also want Action Radio involved with some of the other modes too. We want things to spread wider mm-hmm. and to get more people linked. Like a chain link fence. Oh my gosh, that's an amazing metaphor. Oh, oh hey, there's your group. Okay. You know the chain. You know the the chain link. Uh, the activist chain link fence. You know, and just or just call it the chain link fence. <laughs> that's good. Just, that's write fun. that. No, that's that's yours. That's yours. So write that down. The chain link fence. Uh, in fact, if you want to create an action radio group and just call it action radio chain link fence, or just do your own, you know, website or something like that. Keep that. That's yours. Okay. So you need you need to you need to do that. It was like when I thought of action radio. And then I found out that a Minnesota repair shop, radio shop, had the same name. <laughs> That's when I changed it to the Action Radio Citizen Legislature. Because nobody's going to use that name except me. You know, but uh, Chainlink Fence, that's yours. Go with it. Turn it into a brand. I'm impressed. <laughs> no, that's good. That's, hey, that, that's how ideas happen. Brainstorming. You know, this, is, this whole show is about brainstorming. This, this is, it's just that kind of thing. Um, you mentioned something earlier about malicious. What, what do you think of malicious? What do you know about malicious? What, uh, what comes to mind when you hear the word militia? 
I think it's a rebellion against hearing our government. Um, and the first thing that comes to my mind is revolution. We had, of course, the Continental Army, but they also used militia groups that mm-hmm. were a lot of times formed of the communities, and actually a lot of times led by the pastors in those communities, too. And then against Britain and Taiwan yeah, to fight against that, the yeah. military. That was, right. What? No, you talk as fast as I do. So, so the pastors were leading militias? That's interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, Just went... it's, it's called, I can't believe I've never talked about this. Have, you, have I ever mentioned the Black Rose Regiment? Nope. you got 12 minutes. Go for it. Oh <laughs> Maybe my a little longer depending goodness. on Joseph. But yeah. I am a failure. Okay. No, you're not. No, no, Look listen. Yeah, there's only so much time. <laughs> make a big note for next week, too. So tell me of the Black Robe Regiment. I've heard the term, but I'm not familiar. So go ahead. Yeah, there's a, a movie and a book on it, too, by Dan Fisher. Um, oh. I think it's like danfisherbr.com or something something along those lines is the website. And you can go find it. You, you can see a little bit on it. The Black Robe Regiment, basically, the term comes from, I think it was, was Gage... The, the loyal skate, I don't remember exactly, but they were saying the biggest threat to the British was the Black Robe Regiment. Hmm. And what he was referring to wasn't an actual regiment. He was referring to the pastors. Now, the pastors didn't all get oh. together and was like, we're leading this army. You know, individual pastors in their communities are preaching to their communities and saying, you know, we have to fight for this freedom. And they were saying like, this is, that we have a duty to our Lord and our Savior, and to preserve our freedom. That, and it's kind of the same idea of common sense. How, you know, Thomas Paine was putting in, like, the moral grounds, and he, he was reciting the biblical passages of what is right and what is wrong, how they cannot submit to the tyranny and the monarchy, and that they have to follow God and establish liberty and freedom. And, and it's really interesting, because the pastors had that same kind of message. They were motivating the people in their communities and in their Not now. And before the Battle of Lexington and Concord, actually, I don't remember mm-hmm. the pastor's name. I want to say John Witherspoon, but it, I, I could be wrong. He was leading this army, or he wasn't leading this army, but the leader had him come up and he prayed, and they were telling everybody, whatever you do, God will not um, support a uh, offensive war. And he was saying, whatever you do, you cannot fire the first shot to his men. And he had all of them pray together before they went into the battle. Um, and it was, it was really nice. And one of the things I learned about George Washington is he always prayed before everything. And I don't know if I've mentioned this story, but I love this story so much. And I'm sorry for everybody because it's such an amazing story that really makes it interesting. So George Washington got on his knees and prayed for three hours straight when it and um, there's another wow. instance where a um, British general, and I don't remember the general's name, but he found George Washington praying on one instance, and he went home and told his wife that they were switching sides and they were going to be with the Americans because God is on the American side. And General Gage knew that this kind of motivation that the pastors had within their communities was a threat to them because this kind of motivation to get more and more and more and more people involved in order to have this organized resistance, because I think they had that same idea. We can't have this resistance. And whenever they had that, that was one of the biggest threats, is what he was saying. But it's no, this is a really interesting story. Yeah. And the, yeah, the whole Blackboard no. Regiment goes deep into all of this information. It's really interesting. 
I want to hear more about it because I was just thinking, and I, it was, sorry I interrupted you earlier, but I, I was saying that uh, they've lost it. The Black Robe Regiment has lost their power. They caved in to COVID. They, I mean, they weren't even under attack and they caved in. They were just under a suggestion because, as the CDC says, we're, we're just making guidelines. We're, we're not actually mandating anything, which is a bunch of nonsense. And all the governors and all the other folks are trying to close the churches. The churches never should have closed during COVID. So you take the, the priests and the pastors and the ministers you know, back in the 1700s rebelling uh, against the British crown, uh, and then you look at the priests and the pastors and the ministers today completely knuckling under to a policy. I mean, those priests and pastors and ministers back then, they could have been hung for what they did. They could have been hung as traitors easily. And probably some were. And yet they're willing to stand up for God, stand up for freedom, and stand up for this country. Priests and pastors and ministers today are a bunch of wusses. They don't stand up for anything, except a few. And, and I think some of them went to jail. There's like one in Canada from Poland. He's like, I live in communism. I'm not going to put up with this from Canada. You know? But for the most part, the clergy, the church, completely caved in. And, and the left talks about a separation of church and state. But there is no separation now. The church is under the state. The church knuckles under the state. They, they, they don't fight back anymore. So, what, so we actually need a Black Robe Regiment. Is there anyone today? Is there yeah, a and you do have Black Robe to, Regiment? Yeah. Is there one out yeah, there? Yeah, you do have to take the accountability to know that it was the church. Part of the reason we're here where we are today is because of the church's failure. We took God out of schools. We took God out of the government. We took God out of every area of our life and shoved him into the church and said, you're only allowed in here and only under the government's conditions. And then our pastors, of course, they were like, oh, threatened by the 501c3s and stuff, which was probably can't actually lose that. Um, and there's evidence of pastors going past that. Nothing happened to them. And several threats, of course. And so you see all these pastors are kind of hunkered down. All these pastors have been seized into thinking they can't talk about God being involved in any of these other areas. You know, he's just for your personal life, right? And... But now there's there, literally there has been a revival of these pastors, and I, and it, I don't know if you can look it up under like Liberty Churches or Liberty Pastors Camp, but something that my pastors are doing, um, names are Paul Blair and Dan Fisher, and Dan Fisher also does the Black Robe Regiment. They are doing amazing work, and they go around establishing these Liberty Pastors Camp training camps where they will have a group, a large group of pastors come in, and they train them on these biblical and uh, principles of, like, freedom and these American values and stuff to equip their church to be more involved and that they have a duty to kind of fight for this and, and to put God back in every area of their life. And how important – and I'm sure they talk about um, different areas of the Blackwood Regiment or our founders within this, too, but I've never personally attended the pastor training camp, of course. But well, you know, I, yet, but, uh, but I, don't, I don't know why it wouldn't be open to anybody who, who goes to church, you know, but let's get him on the show. Let's uh, let's get him talking. Let's uh, see if we can do a little pastor boot camp right here, um, because this would be this is fascinating to me. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, we talk about the First Amendment and the left is always saying, well, there's got to be a separation of church and state. But the 501c3, the nonprofit status actually establishes a government religion. So I would I would put it out there. You know, things are never as obvious as you think. People say that, uh, you know, the obvious ones are, are if, if Congress passed, you know, the Church of America bill. That would obviously be unconstitutional. But what happens with the left is they're much more subtle. So what they do is they, they say separation of church and state, but what they really do is co-opt the churches, put them under a nonprofit status, and then hold the nonprofit status hostage to them cooperating. 
And that's probably how they got them to, to, to coercion and extortion, got them to go along with uh, all the COVID policies, knowing full well that it went against everything in Scripture. So that wouldn't surprise me. Another one. Here's another one. Me, yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. No, go ahead. This brings me to another idea of the Bilderberg Group, and they were talking about the education, the subversion of education, and how they have uh-huh. to get to the citizens. And they said they were successful at it, getting citizens to not really know what their freedom is or what their history is or, or what these truths are. Uh-huh. And this brings me, because we were talking about this, our song leader was telling about his times when he was professor, he would have a Bible on his desk, and he would say that he would have students come up and tell him that he can't have it on his desk because of the freedom of religion. <laughs> separation of church and state. What? But the main one that got, and really? of course the separation of church and state, that one, but the one that got me was whenever he said, they said it was because of the freedom of religion. And that's kind of one of the ways that you know that it is work. And has worked on everybody. It hasn't been total. And, of course, there's now starting to be resistance against this. Mm-hmm. But it's just to see how effective it has been where they don't understand it at all. They don't understand what a freedom of religion is, where you are free to practice your religion in every form and every area of your life. They think the freedom of religion is that you're not allowed to show that you have any religion at all at any time. That's freedom so from religion. That's a different a thing as opposed to freedom of religion. <laughs> they, yeah. They, yeah. It's like, how do you get there? How do you get there? And so this kind of revival of this knowledge and education, I think it is important to, to educate a society that knows. And that can help lead the resistance. But, of course, you always have to take steps and actions, too. But, hmm. yeah. Well, I'm really curious about the citizen groups that uh, want to start lobbying because that's exactly what we need. So uh, we're going to chat off air about that because some of those folks on because that's, that is, is critical, especially this time. And this, this year is really important. This is a critical year for, for activists, for Action Radio, for everybody. I mean, I've been trying to connect with the Trump campaign for, for over a year, year and a half now. No luck whatsoever. Even though I've had Trump people on, Peter Navarro, Christina Bob, things like that. Hasn't helped at all. We're, we're still not breaking through. So what we need to do, um, I think, is focus less on, uh, on on the connections to those folks and more on connections back with the group. And so maybe the Do Something group, or let's, let's put it under your group. Uh, if you want to make a website, you know, chain link, the, the Chain Link Fence, you know, that is the perfect um, website group or metaphor for um, – you know, connecting some of these groups together. And I'll, I'll connect the folks I know, you get the folks you know, especially Patriot Academy, graduates, turning point people, things like that. Uh, and let's start going. Because the bills, we've written the bills. That's not the, that's not the problem. The more I have to write, I've got 186 now bill ideas uh, that I have to uh, follow through on, which I'd love to delegate. <laughs> but uh, let me tell you, let's get your bills now. Which ones are you working on specifically? And uh, how do those compare with some this other gentleman you're talking about? Give me just a minute. I can pull up my list. Okay. So uh, what one I want of them you to was do... the idea, I think we're both okay, working on, was changing to an independent savings plan like Argentina has, away from Social right. Security no, offering and exemption out of it. Chile. But Chile has it, not Argentina. Oh, Chile. Not Argentina. Yeah. Chile. Yeah. Um, and then another one Kira was Institute. criminalizing bureaucrats what? that violate the rights of citizens. Um, the other one was removing people who violate their oath of office, and I'm changing the bill that I wrote on that to where the citizens can sue the government if they do not address the concerns of evidence of violating the Constitution and their oath of office. So I'm, I'm changing that bill as I wrote it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then what were some of the other ones that I had? Of course, of course, my brain goes dumb. Um, no, it's okay. No, it's it, it, listen. Uh, people don't realize how draining it is to actually do radio on Action Radio because we don't just sit around and talk fluff. I mean, this is these are serious topics. We reach all over the place. We're looking things up constantly. This, is, I mean, I'm exhausted at the end of a show every day um, because it's so <laughs> intense. And but, but I love it. Now, here's what I want to do. Uh, if you can make it to Citizen Legislation Day. Uh, with your bills, I'd love to have you basically do a panel with me on stage, and we'll present them. We've already got full social media coverage. I mean, I've already emailed C-SPAN. I'm going to try and get them there. I'm going to talk to the BBC this week, see if I can get them there. I want worldwide coverage of this. It's never happened before. No one's ever done anything like this. So if you can bring these, if you can bring a representative of of the new, you know, citizen lobbying group um, to our day, that would be perfect. Uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to focus, I think, less um, from guests and big political connections and more on, like I say, more on these citizen groups. I think that might help us more at this point. I mean, I've done the guest thing. I've done the big thing. It's been great. It's been wonderful. But, you know, I, I feel like it's time for a change. And so I think what you're going to do uh, and the people, that, the contacts you have are going to be far more important. Uh, it's not the known guests. It's, it's like the, uh, the people behind the scenes. Uh, they're going to be very well known, you know, if things work out. But that's not the point. The point is to get the work done. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. You want to do a panel? I think we like ending right on the dot this time. We did, but Josie's not here yet. So until she gets here, we can uh, talk. Or if you have to go, I'll just uh, I've got my my contact information I can play. But uh, yeah, we're, I guess we're getting better at that. We did <laughs> we ended right at it right at eight o'clock, which is kind of cool. Um, any? Um... I do have to go though. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Well, let's get to any contact and uh, uh, chain link fence. Let me know what you want to do with that next week. And uh, I think you're on to something. All right. Nice job. <laughs> Sign off. Oh. Start again. Okay. This is Brianna Cannon with Government Inquiry on Action Radio. Goodbye. Thanks, Brianna. Uh, this is the worst thing I do is, is, is get our sign-offs. I'm terrible at it because I, I have the patience of a gnat. And so as much as I really should let people talk, I just – sorry, apologies. All right, let's get contact information. We'll get Josie as uh, soon as she calls in. Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call-in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat at the bottom of the broadcast page available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S, writeyourlaws.com. This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law. My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. 
please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. She started off as a poor child in Nicaragua, living under communism. And now she is a prosperous small businesswoman with a great family, living the dream as an American citizen. Josie Cossey knows all about both worlds, communism and freedom. She knows where your dreams can come alive and where they can die very quickly. And so her report is as much from experience as knowledge, and her passion and crusade are very real. With connections all over Central and South America, Josie brings you the world south of the U.S. border from personal experience, living, not just reporting, what's happening. And now, the Latina Report with Josie Cossey. Buenos dias, amiga. ¿Cómo está? Buenos dias. Good morning. Dobre ultra. Good, good. I, right. I listened a little bit uh, with you and Brianna this morning talking about Kissinger and all that, those corrupt people. <laughs> yeah. But, that was an intense hour. Yeah. Well, she had some really encouraging news that she's working with uh, Patriot Academy uh, alumni folks. We're trying to form a student lobbying group or like a young person's lobbying group. So in other words, we write the bills. We're, we're like the, as Matt Gates calls us, really he used to, <laughs> the ideas factory. Mm-hmm. And so our, yeah. our purpose uh, is to generate the ideas, to bring in the bill writers, to, to get the, the legislation on the show. But what we can't do is we can't share our bills for millions of people. They have to do that themselves. And so what we need is this basically citizen army of, uh, or citizen, you know, legislative militia, if you like that term. And Brianna came up with the term chain link fence. She wants to put all the groups together yeah. like a chain fence. I think it's brilliant. It's, it's a great title. That so like, go good. for it. So, uh, so we'll we see. need young just, people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've always known Definitely. that. Uh, in fact, we need a young person someday to take over, you know, when you and I are, you know, sitting on a cruise ship and uh, touring the world and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> doing, 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 in, our, in our like 80s. <laughs> We're not there yet, but, uh, you know, 20 years from now, mm-hmm. uh, I want someone else to do this. I think I'm going to want to do, yeah. you know, I'll, done, I'll, I'll, I'll set it up and uh, all the ideas will be there and people can just, uh, but we're going to need a young person to, uh, or young folks to, to pick this up and carry on. And the more we can get working on it, yeah. the better. I'm really encouraged. I mean, Brianna is, is like always encouraging just by the fact that she's here. And all the things she talks about. She's got a lot of ideas. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I wanted to mention um, something is odd and that doesn't make any sense. Only know this family. uh, They have asked for political asylum and all that, but meanwhile, they're not all the way legal. And the husband got arrested in July and was sent to Louisiana. From Louisiana, he was deported to Mexico. Uh, no, back to Honduras, excuse me. So since July, he stayed a couple months in his country, and he's been trying to, you know, uh, come back all the way through Mexico. And he's been working in Mexico like a full day's job with cement and all that because that's mm-hmm. his expertise. Uh, he's been making like $10 a day. Uh, and finally, he made it to Houston. They went across. They walked. They walked for three days in the woods, uh, walking without the cartels, so the cartels will not get any money or kill them. You know. Mm-hmm. So they finally made in. Uh, there was three of them and a little kid or something like that, and they got to to San Antonio, Texas, and I guess they were riding in a car with somebody, and the police stopped them. 
assault. He's back in jail again. Immigration has him. So my question is, not to you, but I'm I'm wondering, mm-hmm. something is going on because there's a lot of terrorists coming and a lot of young Chinese, a lot of men coming in, and they're giving them a pass to just go, which day are you going? I'm going to New York. I'm going to Connecticut. I'm going here. I'm go- You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. letting them ride through because I believe those are well organized by George Soros, the United Nations, and this criminal uh, Biden uh, government. So they're not just illegal like this guy coming on his own. This guy, uh, uh, you know, he wants to come back to his family. And uh, the other people coming in are well organized by what's going on and what's going to happen to this country. That's Yeah, the question is opinion. by who, though? Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. The question is who's organizing The United them? Nations. Is, that our, is it our own government? Is well it the UN? Is it George Soros? Is it the countries themselves? Now, here's what I heard. Tell me, tell me what you think of this, that uh, there are terrorist cells in this country right now uh, which came in either with or without the knowledge of, of the, the idiots, the, the, uh, the Brandon Obama administration, as I'm calling them now. Um, and what they say is these terrorist cells are here, they're organized, they're ready to go. And what they're waiting for is, oh, yeah. is an escalation of the war between uh, Hamas and Israel. Uh, and if it gets too big, if other countries get drawn in like us, which would be stupid, that these terrorist cells mm-hmm. are going to do exactly to the United States what they did to Israel. There's going to be mass attacks. Exactly. There's going to be rapes and murders and horrible things are going to happen. Oh, yeah. And they're just, waiting, they're just waiting for the order to go. And it wouldn't surprise me. But I'll tell you what, the place to so, not be is a, is a big liberal city right now because that's where all these exactly. things are happening. Well, let me, let me yeah. give you an article. That's um, what we, yeah, go ahead. I got an article I think you can find. That's what we were told. If you're in a big city, you need to get out right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to yeah. be so bloody, Greg. There's and carry a some gun. of the people that I listen, it's going to be so bloody in America. And that's when finally the military will step in and control the country for a little bit. Donald Trump, she'll step in, coming in. See, what Donald Trump is doing right now, he wants to expose these criminals about January the 6th and all that. And he wants it live on TV. And the judge, without jurors, they don't have jurors, he's deciding what to do and not to do the judge because they're so corrupt. Uh, what they're trying to do is not put it on live TV. And Donald Trump is insisted that it has to be live because he wants to it on live TV. And mm-hmm. see, that's, that's the agenda. That's yeah, and you know time. what? <laughs> CNN wants the ratings. <laughs> so, so the TV station, as much as they hate Donald Trump, they like ratings more. Uh, and so they're going to side with Trump on this one. It's going to be interesting. Now, I disagree with you. Um, they're going to find as, out as, the as, truth. Yeah. Well, I disagree as to Trump, you know, in the military coming back and taking over because they don't have to. He's going to win the election. It is. It will be. Okay, well, all be. right. Okay, just, uh, just humor, humor me for a second. Cause, well, no, it doesn't have it doesn't have to be that way. But let me let me read you an well, article. Well, and this is where we, we just disagree on that. Okay, that's this is uh, not a problem. We, well, you're we going to have to take me to dinner. Say, Josie, you were right. Yeah, you okay, will. if I can afford it, if 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 Action Radio takes off after January seventh, and uh, and I get a bunch of money, yes, if if it happens the way you say, yeah, I can take you to dinner. Now, if it happens the way I okay. say, that it's a it's a normal election that Trump wins, and that he gets uh, like maybe uh, General Mike Flynn as Attorney General. We okay, will all not right, all right. Have an election. Okay, so let's uh, let's uh, we we need to talk January <laughs> uh, January sixth, twenty twenty five. <laughs> it's a be interesting. All right. Okay. In the meantime, so, and that'll be time for our, our second uh, Citizen Legislation Day because we're going to do this every year. All right. So here's what I found. 
And this is in Gateway Pundit yesterday. This is things are in Chago are so bad that Venezuelan illegals are fleeing back to Venezuela. I'm just going to read you a little tiny bit of this. It says, when illegals from Venezuela want to leave the U.S. to go back to their Marxist hellhole, that is a clear sign that things are really bad. The particular city we are referring to is Chicago. Oh, yeah. So I posted in my international uh, and I think a couple of other sections. So that's okay. It's just, I mean, I've, I've got 24 groups. You, you can't monitor them all. Anyway, it says the lack of work opportunities and living in shelters has convinced many of the illegals they, they might just be better off back home. That's hysterical, right? Chicago, back to the article, was known as a sanctuary, was known as a sanctuary city. So thousands of illegals entering the U.S. were sent there, particularly by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. He should have sent trainloads, not busloads, trainloads. Anyway, so things are rapidly changing for them, including a difficult winter, and and it gets cold in Chicago, and lack of support from local governments. Many are considering going back to Venezuela. This is very revealing of the hypocrisy of sanctuary cities. They talk a big game until they actually are put to the test. What have you heard about illegals going home, self-deporting? What's going on? I haven't heard of that at all. I think they're making that up. No. There's, well, maybe in the area of Chicago, really? but nah, the Venezuelan people are not going back. They're, they're not going back at all. That's a lie. That's pure lie. Because if, if they go no back, back over they the border? go back to Mexico, Panama, they're not going to go back to Venezuela. There's no way. Starving in Venezuela, Greg. They're eat, okay. They ate all most of the dogs. They ate all the animals in the zoo already. All the animals are gone. There's no zoo in Venezuela. These people are starving. Each person has lost so much weight that you can count yeah. the ribs on some of them. Wow. It's, it's very sad. Yeah. A lot of them are trying to, if there's a few little here and there, a little restaurant, and they're trying to go to the garbage to find whatever they can find in the garbage, and the dogs come quicker than them. So, yeah, no, no, I know a lot of Venezuelan people. No, they're not going back. Hmm. It's a lie. They're, they're making that up. Yeah, I, I just don't believe it myself. I know there's a lot of commotion going on with the black community in uh, Chicago complaining about the migrants. The migrants are getting all this money. <laughs> Like in, they used. in housing. <laughs> Wait a minute. They're Wait not a getting minute. anything. Uh, but but black liberal Democrats in in little cities used to get all kinds of money. What what, what are they complaining about? Other people are getting their money. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah yeah. Okay. So okay. I was watching a video and it was a very good video actually. A big uh, big group of blacks and this lady she spoke very well and she said we're sick and tired of. All these people coming in our city, taking all that we have, and, and we're not getting uh, what, what it should be coming to us. You know, like helping, helping the homeless in the street, Americans, real Americans. That's kind of like what mm-hmm. she's talking about. It. And these people yeah. are taking over their jobs, and, and they are. They are. I go to cool. a, a, a couple of restaurants here after church to have a salad. And there's a lot of people from Nicaragua. There's a lot of people from Venezuela working, running the show, because the American people don't want to work. My son-in-law is working at the winery place over here by Fresh Market. Four people walk out of the job the other day. They just walked out. They didn't want to work anymore. And he was hurting because they were giving him one day, two days since he's new. Now he's, like, choking. They even throw him in the register. He didn't even know how to do the register. So the American people don't want to work because they want to go and collect unemployment. 
And that's well, the bad. answer is to cancel it's unemployment. I mean, there, there was a plan. I mean, it, it used to be, you know, workfare under, under uh, Newt Gingrich and uh, Bill Clinton. They worked out a plan. Uh, you had a work requirement. You got unemployment for, well, I think, maybe six months at most. And after that, if you don't have a job, top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get cut off. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah. Well, let's ask Pianchi who's on the line now, too. So, so what about this, Pianchi? It's Chicago, uh, especially with, with black residents complaining about illegals taking jobs, taking space, taking money that they used to get. What, 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 what do you hear? Housing. Jackie? Yeah, it is true. Good morning, Josie. Good morning. And there Jackie. were some uh, immigrants that did reverse and go back where they came from because of it. Well, that was in Chicago, in New York also. Remember? So uh, yes, that uh, that did uh, that did happen. Well, see, this and is good news actually. Chicago, you got ahead, groups Jackie. in Chicago and it's up in arms, man. They they are ready to fight. Well, see, this well, is fascinating because they got what they wanted. They got sanctuary cities. They got Democrats to do what Democrats do. What are they complaining about? And know. if you notice, and if you notice, who's the people that they're talking about? Venezuelans. Why? Because Biden doesn't want people that have been going through communists. See, Venezuelans, Cubans, they want to send them away. Yeah, that's that's what Obama sent thirty thousand before he left back to. Uh, Cubans, Cubans. They grabbed Cubans. They sent thirty thousand Cubans back to Mexico, and some of them are still living there. Because I, uh, the pastor where I visit in Cuba, his son-in-law is still there. He was deported. <clears throat> so, yeah, they don't want communists. They don't want people that live in communists and the misery of communists to come here because they're going to tell everybody this is no good. This country is becoming communist, like where I just came from. So. Those are the people that probably will send. And this guy that was deported that I know his wife and the kids and all that, uh, he was telling us that there were about 5,000 that were about to be deported uh, back to their countries because they're not part of the uh, agenda that uh, George Soros, Bill Gates, Obama, United Nations, the Bidens, the Clintons have going on in Mallorca. You know, that's, that's what's going on. These people are well organized, and if you're not in that group being chosen, you're out of here. So, in a way, it's good. Uh, And Marco Rubio was saying that if you are here on a visa, you know, there's a lot of people on a visa and they let expire. You are in our streets protesting, you know, about uh, the Palestinian and the terrorists and all that. You need to be sent back or you need to have your visa taken away, you know. That's what Marco Rubio was saying in one of the programs I've seen. Well, not just a visa, but uh, permanent resident status can be revoked also. You remember when you and I were both uh, permanent residents before we became citizens, we could be sent back to our country. I mean, I could have been sent back to Australia. If my parents were rebels or or worked against the government of the United States or protested or all kinds of stuff like that, they could have sent us all back to Australia. Easily. Exactly. Permanent resident status is easily revoked. And now here's the question. Exactly. How much is Trump going to do? I think Trump's going to revoke a ton of these. Um, not oh, yeah. not just uh, people oh, that are, are here illegally, but people that are here legally, that came here legally, that have, have violated their permanent resident status. In fact, I got an article here. Uh, here we go. This is one I found in, uh, in uh, MSM, the little white dove. Donald Trump plans to deport mm-hmm. millions of undocumented migrants, in other oh, words, illegal yeah. aliens, if he wins second term. This is from the Telegraph. Oh, it was a Telegraph in England. So let me just start this one and see what you guys think. Mr. Trump. <laughs> Mr. Trump. They don't even call him president, right? They call him Mr. Trump, uh, as opposed to Brandon Obama, right? Mr. Trump 
uh, is also understood to be planning to bring back Title 42, a COVID-era ban on asylum okay. applications. That's a good thing. As well as blocking citizens from certain Muslim-majority countries, in other words, terrorist countries, from entering the United States. Uh, his plan comes as the U.S. struggles to cope with record numbers of migrants, in other words, an invasion of illegals, crossing the southern border illegally, I would say, as they flee violent political unrest and poverty. No, they're not. <laughs> well, you know, they might be, but uh, that's no reason to come here. Uh, yeah. we've, we've, and we've been through that argument. Then the cities have been buckling under the pressure of the influx of people uh, with Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, and a Democrat saying that the crisis will destroy the city. Well, it's your own fault, you idiot, for letting them in. Don't blame us. But anyway, the point is yeah. that, uh, that Trump does plan to deport millions, in other words, all of them, all 15 million illegal aliens, and hopefully they'll get the other 15 million to 30 million that are already here, too. Send them back I- as well. I have a feeling. I have a feeling uh, Trump will deport anybody that came after Obama because Obama brought ninety thousand at a time of children, and and a lot of these children are gone, vanished because they've been trafficking and selling them at organs, adrenochrome, and this idiot also. Look at eighty-five thousand are missing right now. So he did the same thing with children. We're talking about children, not illegals coming in. Just little kids are missing, gone, vanished. Uh, so, yes, Marco Rubio is absolutely correct. If you are on a visa here and if you're listening and you're on the street protesting in our street about Palestine and creating chaos, you mm-hmm. should be sent back and take your visa privilege. And when I became a U.S. citizen, that's one of the things that they ask you. If you're in a communist party or if mm-hmm. you've been arrested, you know what I mean? And you no, have I to didn't. answer all the questions. I asked yeah. the, the same questions. So yep, absolutely. Yep. That's part I mean, of, they could have denied me. being a U.S. citizen. And if you mm-hmm. commit crime and all that, they can revoke your citizenship, they told us. So yes. any member of so, Antifa you know, or Black Lives Matter who violently <laughs> protested, who was a, a foreign national. should be deported. should be deported, absolutely. Who committed violence. Now, protest is not away. a problem. Yeah. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all the criminal, radical, left, Democrats, communists, uh, no good. They should be shipped to Venezuela, Cuba, or North Korea, or wherever they want to go. One-way ticket, and do not come back to the United States, because we don't need infected people like that with that mind of murdering, uh, writing cold blood. They've been murdering Americans. And they hit you in the face and they knock you down. I mean, it's all fun and games to them because they're going to pay top dollars. So this big thing, the agenda is Obama wanted to please his father. And his father's dream was to see the United States all the way to the bottom, him and Mandela, okay? It goes way back. These criminals are very patient, very patient. So this is all, all organized by George Soros, Bill Gates, United Nations is deep, deep, deep involved in this. Yeah. They're the ones bringing all the refugees to all these countries to create chaos. That's what they're here for. They're going to be oh, yeah, that's, what, that's what destroyed Rome. Be ready. You know, Rome was yeah. destroyed by uncontrolled uh, invasions of foreigners. This country, Western yeah. Europe, is being destroyed by uncontrolled invasion of foreigners. Except the East, you know, it's the Eastern European countries don't fall for this. <laughs> Poland, Hungary, they're not falling for this. They're not opening their borders up to uh, no, a bunch of Muslims not, from uh, the Middle East. They're not refugees to go to their countries. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. A lot of these Hamas groups, they're not being allowed in their countries. Mm-hmm. They're not letting them in at all. Yeah. And talking about that, uh, the son of Hamas, 
uh, Joseph, uh, he helped the Secret Service in Israel years ago because uh, I guess he got arrested. And uh, but he realized that Israel uh, was not trying to murder Hamas. Hamas has always been trying to attack Israel. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot going on. Uh, ben, Benjamin Netanyahu, I don't know if he's the real one or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure on that. I heard stuff like that, but I just not sure. Well, But the son, of Ham- the son of Hamas, he is on Israel's side. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's his father running the show over there, actually. And uh, he said he used to see all this killing and that he just disagreed with it. And even the son of Hamas has fled from his own father, and his father disowned him. So that's, that's what he was saying. He has a bunch of videos on YouTube, very, very good videos. <clears throat> you can learn some about it. So. The United States have given Venezuela $2.8 billion since 2017. Venezuela hmm. is also wow. a member of the Organization of American States, which is basically their UN. So why do they continue hmm. to look to the United States? You mean to tell me those people don't have the ability to grow agriculture food since 2017? That don't make any sense. Do. They do, Bianchi, but the government takes it all and buy their luxury homes. They're they're buying luxury stuff on a lot of countries. They're investing all their money in other countries. Well, why do they vote for these from Venezuela? Joseph? Why do they what, vote what? for these governments? Where's the OAS? They don't OAS vote. They don't is have a combination blood. of all those countries. And then if you got no. that type of a bad government, they should move to remove them. There's nothing they can do, Bianchi. There's no choices The who's running the show. They run themselves. Like uh, in Nicaragua, where I'm from, uh, Daniel Ortega, when uh, the daughter of Chamorro, she was running for president, he went and arrested her. She's been in jail. The same thing right here. This criminal wants to arrest Trump because he's winning, supposedly. But, of course, there's not going to be an election. It's all a show right now. But that's what communist does. You don't tell them what to do. They run the show. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, mm-hmm. the people better do something because the United States can continue How? to give these countries $2.8 billion and 270 some odd million. We can't do it. But they're helpless, Bianchi. These people don't have arms. All their weapons were taken away, and that's what... That's why Obama started with Sandy Hook. They created the whole the whole thing is created, and that's why they wanted to arrest Alex Jones, which he's telling the truth. I've been telling well, the truth for a long time. The truth will be revealed. Yeah. Well, regardless of who they want to arrest, if they need arms, then give them arms. With with two point eight, instead of giving having to come over into Mexico, give them arms and let them go back home and fight. Yeah. Well, they might. I don't know what Trump is going to do, but I think uh, I truly believe when Donald Trump comes back, uh, a lot of these countries like Colombia, Chile, Chile, he cut the aid about he cut the aid when he was in office to a lot of countries, which he shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. If we continue to give money to, what's going to be left with America? You got veterans sleeping under bridges. You got a large exactly. prison population that needs to be rehabilitated yep. so they can come out into society and be 
productive citizens? Yep. That's, that's what this criminal government has been doing. They've been poisoning all our veterans, our young kids with fentanyl. It's coming that it could kill the whole country. This is what Biden and Obama, Bill Gates, Chosor are bringing into our country. The fentanyl, it's really, really going to kill a lot of our kids because some of the nurses are telling me this fentanyl is not just getting high and all that, but it starts rotting your body from the inside out. Yeah, they're, they were describing well, you know some what's of these people happen. right here at the local hospitals. Yeah. You know what's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, American citizens is going to rise up and take these matters into they their own hands. We are. And they're going to start going around expelling those that shouldn't be here. And that's what it's going to take. If the government's not doing it, then American citizens should take to their arms and do what they need to do in order to bring back sanity to the country. Exactly. It's going to happen. That's what's coming. Exactly. And that's why these criminals are bringing their crew from all the countries to fight us. They're bringing the war here in our country. You don't even have to go out of the country. These criminals are bringing all these illegals. And remember, 100 million, according to David Martin, will die from the vaccine. So they're trying to kill us. A lot of people are sick. A lot of people cannot go to work. A lot of people have bipolar, dementia. It's a mess. It's really a mess. They're destroying the American people with food, with vaccines from years and years. This is not started yesterday. This has been going on since the late 60s, according to David Martin. The, all this plan, it is, it, is, it is vicious and evil what they're doing to the American people. Yeah? So it's a mess. Uh, and uh, I wanted to say also uh, on uh, Argentina, Javier Millet, uh, he won 30% of the votes, uh, but, of course, the election for president is not on yet. <clears throat> so I don't know if you know much about that, Greg. Not really. Tell me more. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of people really like him because he wants to free the country from being radical left uh, for so many years, they don't declare it communist, but it's almost like communist in Argentina. You know, you have to have a barrel oh, I remember him. in order to buy a loaf of bread. Huh? We talked about him. He's, he's like the new Trump guy, right? He's, he's the, the Trump? Yes. You know, okay, so what's his yes. name again? How do, you, how, do you pronounce, how do you spell it? Javier, J-A-V-I-E-R. Javier. And Javier. the last name is M-E-L-E-I. Millet. Javier Millet. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has a so I remember girlfriend. him all, yeah. You guys have such a great chat. I've been just sitting here listening. It's been so uh give you give you all a chance to talk. Um I just I just got to the word Naomi Wolf is not gonna be able to make it. So we've had two cancellations today, Naomi Wolf and Alan Dershowitz. Oh, wow. Uh and I'm I'm thinking you know, I, I remember Dershowitz canceled yesterday, Naomi Wolf today, and I'm sort of I I'm wondering if we need like a change in strategy. I was talking a bit about this with uh, Brianna earlier, that mm-hmm. uh the, the big celebrity guests have been wonderful and they've helped our ratings and <clears throat> they've done great things, but what they haven't done is got our legislation out there. 
So I'm thinking of a little change of strategy. Yeah. I want to have more. I want to have more activist groups. I want. To, I mean, it was great to have them on. I mean, I love talking to like Peter Navarro mm-hmm. and Christina Bob and mm-hmm. you know Malone and uh, and McCullough and all these folks, Brandon Strzok and all these folks that I've been able to talk to has been fabulous. Uh, Naomi's already been on. Dershowitz has not been on. But I'm wondering, this guys are kind of like my my strategy group here. Should we concentrate more on activist groups and not worry as much about uh, some of the bigger names? Uh, unless, of course, they can come to our Citizen Legislation Day. But I, I'm thinking of, of putting more emphasis on, on group and activists, people that are actually doing something. Well, big celebrities make a big difference, of course, you know, that you can advertise and more people say, oh, so-and-so is going to be on. Oh, those are, those are huge shows. But yeah, the, the celebrities, yeah. The, a big guest draws, draws a bigger audience. It just does. Um, the star power is mm-hmm. definitely there. But on the other hand, does it serve our purpose? That's mm-hmm. what I'm wondering. Mm. So I, I think about yeah. it. I'll be thinking. I'll be thinking. Well, you, know, you know me. I like to uh, take views and then figure out what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, just, uh, but yeah. I do listen. So, yeah. Okay. So if you have anything, let me know on or off the air. Yeah. Because so we're, we're a work in progress. Uh, I, had uh-huh. a little, I had a little note here on the mm-hmm. son of Hamas saying that you have to put these people down or else they're going to continue. And he was saying that uh, Hamas is his father. Uh, uses children as fuel, you know, how how he launches rockets from a, a children's school or a children's right. hospital. Right there, they put it right outside. So Israel was exploding them, uh, you know, tearing them down immediately, and, and all the rocket falls right on top of the children and killing so many, you know. So And then they point at Israel. But it's a big, big thing going on. This is a big destruction of our elections. Uh, all these people running for president in our country, Republicans, it's all well organized uh, to see who's who, and they're all going to drop eventually uh, out of the race. Well, the uh, goobers, that's why I call them the goobers, right? <laughs> the, the GOP yeah. goober candidates? Yeah. yeah. So, the, so the goobers, uh, yeah. and they're all goobers. They're all, so here's a question that I posed earlier, and I'm, I'm curious to yours view and Pianchi's view of this, that one of the biggest problems we have is that the only people that most of us get to vote for are people that have already been chosen by either the Republican or Democrat Party. And that Trump was definitely not chosen by the Republicans. Reagan was not chosen by the Republican Party. No. Some of the best people that have served in the presidency and other offices were not mm-hmm. picked by the parties. They, they, rose on the, they exactly. might have been members of the party, but uh, we've had Trump, Trump has endorsed people that the, uh, the establishment Republicans have not wanted, and they've got it anyway. And so some of the best mm-hmm. people in government, you know, are, are ones that are non-party. I mean, they're in the party because they have to out of convenience and out of uh, necessity to, uh, to get on the ballot because independents don't ch- mm-hmm. tend to get on the ballot very much. But we don't really need these parties anymore. These parties have become obsolete. They become too powerful. They, they pick candidates and they, they limit our selection. And the, and the evidence to that is you look at the people that are on the Goober candidate side, Chris Christie, uh, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, oh. who should have stayed governor, idiot. Um, and some of the other yeah, folks, uh, so you know, Tim Scott wrong. was good. Uh, I like Larry Elder. Tim I like Scott. Tim Scott. Uh, yeah. and I liked uh, the governor of uh, North Dakota, uh, that nobody ever heard of Burgum, Burnham, whatever his name is. He's got what some really good stance. He is really good, yeah. but the, but the Republican party doesn't want him because he's not part of the world government, you know, George Soros stooge crew. So what do you think of parties? Do we need it- parties to pick candidates anymore is there is there a way that we can separate these parties into a smaller role uh, in our political structure so they're not running the political debates they're not picking the candidates they don't have all the money that candidates get money from all kinds of places 
or how they spend on behalf have of them we, so they don't actually get money themselves. Have, Go ahead. Have we have parties since two year, 200 years ago here? Nope, 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 nope. I hear the presidents that uh, that were not part of a party, as far as I know. Washington, Jefferson, well, Madison, Adams. <laughs> you know, our best presidents were not in a party. Well, guess or, what? They, we're going what? back. Mm. We're going back. Oh yeah. Okay. We're right. going back. America. We're going to make America great again, like mm-hmm. way, way back. You so think, do you think you do you think Americans would miss not having a Democrat or a Republican party? No, they're not going to miss it because they have opened their eyes. Many, many Democrats are like fleeing. They're fleeing. Mm-hmm. Look at New York. They're destroying New York so Chinese and other people can run and buy their properties. That's the sh- that's what's going on. The show that they're they're putting is so people can flee, scared to death, and and they'll be leaving their properties and selling them dirt cheap. Uh, look at what they did in Acapulco. The same thing that they did in uh, in Hawaii. This this hurricane all of a sudden it came out of the blues, and a lot of stuff was burned, and a lot of people dead, a lot of children missing in Acapulco because they want to make a smart city in Acapulco, Hawaii. They're choosing different spots of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is this is what's going on. But it's all gonna change. Oh, I can hardly wait. I go to bed every night. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, like, well, I, want it now. Me, I, yeah, I know, play. I know you do. Oh, I know, I know. We've been waiting for a while, and I'm, I'm still convinced it isn't going to happen the way you say. Um, what's going on in Central and South America? Oh, let's what, see if we can do. Let's oh, see if we can. Before I forget, uh, before I forget, Greg. Oh no, go ahead. go ahead. What do you think about? Uh, is it Iran that says they want to murder Donald Trump? I haven't heard that. Oh, what would Iran I was do listening that? yes. I don't know. I heard something, but I, I wasn't on sure my show? what's going on. Cause wasn't on my show. No, no, no. On, on, on one of the programs, and I was falling asleep actually. So, <laughs> and then I'm gonna have to play it again. No, today. Don't listen to news half asleep, so. Josie. You might hear the wrong thing. <laughs> I know. Or you might, so you might wake up and go. Did you really say that? Donald Trump. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I'm sure that as all presidents Iran. get, yeah, I'm sure as all presidents get death threats, uh, and I'm sure that, mm-hmm. uh, well, see. Uh, if they're if they're if they have any any brain cells at all, they know that that uh, if if another nation murders Donald Trump, that that's going to galvanize this country like never before. People are still galvanized over John Kennedy being assassinated, most likely by the CIA, mm-hmm. uh, and so people still CIA talk about Kennedy. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so, the well, Bush, well, here's a question: the Bushes, Nixon, yeah, yeah, the establishment. They're all right. So, yeah. So this is why I think we can get rid of the Republican and the Democrat Party and just have candidates run independently. Let them raise their own money. That's okay. They don't, they don't need to be a part of a party. Yeah. And we certainly don't need the Speaker of the House to control over half the votes single-handedly. You want to talk about a concentration of power? That's one of the greatest concentrations of power. Now, Mike Johnson's just learning how to do it, and he'll do the right thing. But if you, if you stand true to principle, the Speaker of the House should not be appointing committee chairs. They should be voted on by the members. And it should all be by secret ballot. Mm-hmm. That's how you do that. So, so party membership should be stricken. From, that's going to be a huge project. We might talk about that. Uh, that might be a big panel. Uh, if I can write a note to myself, panel. You know, for citizen legislation mm-hmm. day. You know, getting rid of parties. I think, I think McCarthy was just put on for a little bit. It was all a plan. No, I don't think. Yep. It's, no, I think he. No, see, he was the one that sabotaged Jim Jordan and uh, Scalise. Uh, yeah, behind the good. scenes, he sabotaged everybody. He's 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 a criminal. 
We call, and the reason Trump I call him Kevin McDeep State. Trump, Trump elected him to put Speaker of the House to. No, to I don't. Mm. Mm-hmm. Josie, yep. not not everything is an organized conspiracy. Not everything. I mean, it there's is. some things that just it's happen now. Go ahead, Pianki. <laughs> you know, the reason why come other governments want to kill U.S. president because the CIA is has killed and trying to kill their president. Well, wait, let's take a nation. Let's, 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 let's consider some case studies. I think you're onto something here. So let's talk about Cuba where the CIA tried to kill Castro and didn't work. So they had the Bay of Pigs and they had, uh, uh, didn't they put like an ex- try to make an exploding cigar or something like that? What, what happened with Cuba? Who knows about that? Exploding cigars, put some sort of chemical in his shoes to make his beard fall out. They just uh, the duels. Uh-huh. And Sidney, the guy that was behind the CIA Fort Dietrich's LSD project, they assassinated and killed Patrice Lumumba of the Congo. Oh, that's interesting. How about the, uh, you, the people that were anti-COVID uh, shots in their country? I think the president of Haiti, and there was there was an African president. Uh, yeah, country, which, which country? Our country murdered the president from Haiti. Our country did it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Was you it CIA? Know, when it, when everything gets released, Greg, okay. you're well, going to find right, out, right. the American people are going to find out that the United States, which I didn't think it was this way, they're so corrupt behind all the wars in all these countries because that makes a lot of money for their pockets, okay? A lot well, of so money. No, I'm, I'm with so, you there. I'm with you there. there it's behind the removal of... Uh, all right, hold on, Pia. Gaddafi? Yeah. All right. Let's talk. I want, I want to get that that to an LED and some of these other yeah. things. But let's let's talk about what Josie's talking about just for a minute because she's right that there is a military industrial banking, um, corporate fascistic money laundering cartel driven racketeering operation under the guise of fascism. <laughs> you like how I put that together? Okay. So I'm absolutely with you on this one. Right? I love so the this, way you explain it. Yep. Yeah, well, I don't, yeah, I don't think I can repeat it. Any so we'll get the podcast. But just, just write them all down. It's it's like you know, Doctor Fascist, the genocidal, psychopathic, avaricious, narcissistic, pathologically lying, vaccine drug pusher. I'll I'll go back and listen to my. What time is it now? Eight forty one. I'm going to go back and listen to my podcast and see exactly what I just said. But it's true. It is. It's it's, it's a true. it's a banking, military, you know, fascist, money laundering, uh, industrial espionage, intelligence agency, you know, Democrat, Republican, deep state, George Soros cabal. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So all this. Absolutely. Now this is why they hate Trump so much because he doesn't play the game. So this is what I was talking to Brianna about. Exactly. That that uh, that Trump is so hated, even if they like, even if what he did made them successful. I mean, the Middle East is better off with the Abraham Accords. North Korea. We're talking to. They weren't even firing missiles. Now, of course, they don't care, right? Uh, um, mm-hmm. Our hostages. He brought back 58 hostages. That I just found out the other day, you know, from Trump saying so in a speech. Now he screwed up over COVID, mm-hmm. but he's not pushing the vaccine. You notice he doesn't talk about. Uh, I'll get to Bianchi's point in a minute because we, we got we got some we got lots of we got the whole rest of the show apparently, <laughs> you know. But yeah. uh, you notice that the Trump's not talking about Operation Warp Speed anymore. He's not talking about ventilators. He's not talking about how wonderful it was that he got all this money and all these ventilators and all these things. You know, he's not saying that anymore. So he's not admitting that he yeah. screwed up. But, he, mm-hmm. but maybe, the, the, let me put this to both of you. Do you think this is his admission that he screwed up, that he, he won't talk about that anymore? He won't talk about COVID anymore other than, um, I don't know how he's talking about it. 
Other than he's not going to, other than, oh, he says any, any university that pushes a, a vaccine uh, or a mask mandate is not going to get any money. Things like that. And if anybody that proposes a mandate, he's absolutely against that. But have you noticed that change? I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesse? Uh, let Bianchi make his point before he forgets. Okay. okay. No, he won't for, I'm going to forget that. We, we've got many assassinations to well, go Well, but through. a lot of so, times, you know, when we're about to say something, so, let, so let's talk about more Markafi. So Muammar Gaddafi, Reagan bombed his house, tried to kill him. Um, yep. um, uh, Hillary Clinton with uh, with uh, Obama, the 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 Muslim terrorist, the president, uh, guns Benghazi. Benghazi was a gun running port. Chris Stevens' job was to run guns to ISIS to try and overthrow Syria. And Gaddafi wasn't playing ball. What else was going on in Gaddafi? With uh, well, Washington. Who, who did he take over? How did he? Do you know how Cut came to power? How did he power? Do you remember? Yeah, Wasserman Schultz congratulated Hillary Clinton for convincing Obama to go along with the removal of Omar Gaddafi. They he was killed by his own people. I mean, they. they, they no, he was know, killed by our government. Well, no, no wait a so, right, but yeah, but his people dragged him to the streets and dragged the body into horrible things. So let's talk about what. Of course, they got paid. Which, okay, all well, right. Yeah, so, they got so, paid, like Joseph said. <laughs> so who knows about it? Let me go, Pianchi first. What do you know about the death of a Pianchi? Go ahead. Well, like I said, that the Wasserman Schultz con- congratulated Hillary Clinton for convincing Obama <clears throat> to take part or go along with the removal. Of Qaddafi. Hell, you got one picture of Obama bowing to him in a handshake, and next thing you know, he's gone. So and, we're talking, and Demo- we're talking Democrats in here. In collaboration with France. So so we're talking the Democrat Party wanted to remove Muammar Qaddafi because uh, Reagan I tried or bombed something, but he didn't remove him. Uh, uh, Trump could have done it, and he didn't. Uh, Bush could have done it, and he didn't. But he was he was destroyed during a Democrat administration. I think that's interesting. Tell me about France. How mm-hmm. does France fit in? Yep. Uh, our, government, our government wanted to get him out of the way, and they did. Why? And they paid Why? people to drag him in the street. Because of all way? this money, because he, was, he, he wasn't as bad as they, they painted him to be. And that's what's been going on in a lot of countries. Oh, so-and-so, look, look at what they did with Somoza. They sent him to kill our government. Oh, yeah. They put the Sandinistas in place. They put Castro in place. Uh, Osama Bin Laden, they train him here. I mean, this CIA, FBI, they're so corrupt. Wait a minute. The uh, Osama Bin Laden. Okay. Running the show. Uh, let's go back. Let's, I want to take these cases individually because we've got, we've got big statements here. I want to kind of analyze them. So Osama Bin Laden, as I understand, uh, was the head of the He's Mujahideen. Okay, hold on. He was the head of the Mujahideen which was the Afghanistan, he's Afghani, right, was the Afghanistan, mm-hmm. you know, citizen militia, for lack of a better term, that was attacking the Russians mm-hmm. who were invading their country. They got Stinger missiles from us. They got rocket-propelled grenades. They got organized. They got trained by the U.S. And then mm-hmm. he, he turns around and, and, and blows up our, our tower with the help of, actually, Iran's really behind 9-11. Well, he did not. The, yeah. They use his mm-hmm. name, but he did not. Our country blow up our Towers in New York City, and also they they sent a low missile in the Pentagon. Yes. 
our country's been doing this and blaming Okay, so who, who flew the airplanes into the building, though? I mean, that was part of it. So I, I, I don't it makes think sense there was any airplanes. Well, flying the, belt, flying the airplanes into the buildings did not bring the buildings down. That's Absolutely been talked about. Exactly. Do you remember no. when we went over the B-25? Remember, in fact, we did this show uh, a while back. It was around 9-11. That uh, B-25 Mitchell bomber, which I actually flown it. I've been in the tail gunner position flying backwards. It's kind of weird. Anyway, so it's a twin-engine bomber flew into the World Trade Center when they got off course and they were in a fog. They, I mean, it flew into the Empire State Building, excuse me. The, the World Trade Center wasn't there yet. So the B-25 flies into the World Trade Center, and you know what happened to the I mean, the Empire State Building? You know what happened to the Empire State Building? Hmm. Nothing. <laughs> it broke some windows. You know what happened to the B-25? Completely crumbled. <laughs> it, was, it was like, you know, it was aluminum. You know, when aluminum meets steel, uh, steel does better. So as soon as the, uh, the B-25 flew into the, the steel reinforced, you know, columns of the uh, Empire State Building, it just folded up into nothing. Took out a few windows. Yeah, so airplanes flying well, into buildings do not bring buildings down, especially, you know, there's, there's right. no way. Now, now, here's a question for you, though, because you look at the video, it appears that the building, you know, demolition charges usually bring it down from the bottom. This appears to have crumbled exactly. from the top. So can, can they put demolition charges at the top of a building? that will bring it down exactly as charges normally do from the bottom of the building. Who knows about that? No, Priyanka, you have to the, put it in the bottom. Okay, Priyanka, you're the engineer. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard a building demolished from the top down as opposed to the no, bottom? No. Those buildings from the top down. Say that again? Those buildings were crumbling from the top down. You can see it in the pictures. So how is that possible? Now, can demolition charges be rigged to do that? Time sequentially to bring well, the yeah, building they, down, straight they, down. Yes. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. People have observed these missile strikes, and it's going on now in uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. And a missile, the buildings are crumbling from the bottom down as if they was controlled demolition. But on your other question, yes, you can do it. So far down, you get down to the very base, it's not going to work because you're already down. The steel is much heavier there. Right. When you look at that explosion, the buildings were coming from the top down. And it was a period of time where workers had to go in and uh, plant uh, these explosives. Yeah, this is what I say. I don't think the government um, planned it from the start. I think they, they used the opportunity to do it to create the Patriot Act. Now, how about what? the stand down? Uh, no. Uh, okay. well, I know you just no, uh, let's, no, let's, no. Right, wait a minute. Now, let's talk about the stand down order uh, in Israel. No. That rumor has it that there was a stand down order. The military was told not to. See, I'm, I'm convinced that Israel could not know, could not not know. There's no way that they didn't know that attack was coming. When they see the. I uh, think the computers, the computers in Israel were hijacked by Hamas, Iran. Well, he, Iran is helping them. They were hijacked. And according to somebody saying that they look at the computer and say, no, we don't see anything because even India was alerting um, uh, Israel that they were going to be attacked and they didn't see anything in the computer, supposedly. I'm not sure yeah, about it. Visually. Okay. I mean, Israeli soldiers, you know, around Gaza would see these things flying in. Wouldn't, wouldn't they call it in? Say, hey, guess what? We got a whole bunch of, uh, you know, paragliders I don't flying know in. Thing, but- yeah, there was a lot of them. You see the camera. I've seen videos of uh, people at the concert taking pictures. Oh, look at this. Isn't this interesting? You know, we're getting a flyby. Yeah. Not exactly. And there are several people saying that uh, Benjamin, Benjamin Netanyahu, he's in hiding, the real one. And this yeah, one I don't know about that. With a mask. 
Well, I think I don't agree with that. But but what are the chances of this? He needs to join the country. Okay, now what are the chances? What are the chances that Israel wanting to clear Hamas out of Gaza let a certain amount of their own citizens get attacked and killed in the most brutal way possible, knowing that for the quote greater good of Israel, they could go in and notice they're going in from the north. They're driving all Mm -hmm. the the, the Gazan residents into Egypt to the the, to the southern border of Gaza. That's what that's why they didn't Mm -hmm. start the south and drive north. No, because that would drive them into Israel. They didn't want to do that. They're driving from the north into the south. I think it's very possible that they knew it was coming, that they they had a limited attack, that they killed enough people to to uh, just like Pearl Harbor, just like uh, the World Trade Center. Just like the Lusitania, yeah. just like the Greer, just like the Maine. I can, I can list all the all the pretenses for war. Well, uh-huh. the people the people in Gaza allow the, the excuse me the Palestinians in Gaza allow the Hamas and they wanted them there. So, but well, wait a minute. I Do we? Heard, that's like saying we want our deep state here. Do we want? I, I mean, I, you know, we're not organized enough to get rid of our own. They voted state. for them and all that. So you know, they that's wanted them there. Were. Okay. Well, this whole Jackie? thing is nothing more, Greg, but a money grab. That's all. It, it may not be entirely, but it is a lot to do with money grabs. The okay. same thing with this aid going into South America. It's a money grab. Mm-hmm. That money it has is. a way of coming back around and ending up in, in the pockets of the Democrats. Just in like the uh, what was that politician down in New Orleans, Jefferson, had the money in the freezer. That money came from Nigerians <laughs> who was trying to buy him. Wow. It, that's what goes on. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's, okay. why, that's why all these criminal leaders, once they step in, they see they don't want to leave. They're there for 80 years until they, they die, you know? Even, they even then they don't want to leave. <laughs> they want to stay water. in their Look dead. at my water. She yeah. wasn't making much money. Oh, she owns million-dollar mansions, a few. Where do they get all that money? You know, because it's all money. Oh, insider money. trading, you special deals. Their, their their spouses buy investments and uh, make stock trades on their behalf. We know exactly how they get the money. Let's talk about Salvador Allende. This is one of the most famous CIA murders, I think. So he was Salvador a Allende. Salvador Allende in Chile was a. This, this is yeah, your I department. Yeah, was there. So tell me about it. I was there. Well, Salvador Allende was murdered by our military our mm-hmm. country yeah mm-hmm. our group why a cia i shouldn't say military why because that's kill? what they do in all these countries to get them out now there's a reason they there's, there's, there's always a reason have a reason it's all money laundry like bianchi says you create a war here another war there another war in argentina i mean yeah they uh they murdered salvador allende and i was in the country at the time actually in chile it was chaos dead do, do you have any like newspaper clips? Oh my God! Do like you have newspaper what? clips from that? Do you have any newspaper clips from that time? I'd be curious to uh, to go over that. I I guess I can find them, but I live. No, you don't have it. to. I'm just I was just curious. So so yeah, what was the times was like? What uh, so so before Salvador Allende, who was who was in charge? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. Okay, so Salvador Allende was a socialist or, or a communist, right? And he was, he was elected, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, of so course, because they convinced all the little kids. You know, that's what they did right. in Nicaragua. They convinced all the young kids. They start brainwashing you since you're 10, 12 years old, mm-hmm. like like what they're doing right here in all our college kids, you know. 
So why wasn't Ortega killed? hate America. Hate America. Why wasn't Ortega killed by the CIA then? For the same reason that Allende was killed. Yeah. Ortega was put in place by our government, the Sandinistas. Mm -hmm. Daniel Ortega. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. They wanted to get rid of Somoza. Yeah. Because Somoza was was in place by the United States. Right. Mm -hmm. Wasn't Somoza put in by us too? Yes. Yes. It's a game. It's all a game. They put Somoza in play for 40-something years, and then it was time for you to go. Now we're going to change the country to be communist. Yeah. How about, this is a how about game Batista that America has been playing for a long time. I did not know. Okay. Right. I did not well, this know. Is, yeah. this, this would be a great special investigation because it leads to what's happening now. So how about B- Batista in Cuba? So how long was he there, and who put him in power? Do you know? No, you don't have to know. I'm just, I'm just not curious. not sure. I'm not okay, sure. So Batista was there until the Cuban Revolution, 1959, mm-hmm. when we were all born. <laughs> the Bay of Pigs. Uh-huh. Bay of Pigs was before that. Was, no, that was later. So, so the Cuban Revolution was before. Bay uh, was 62. Kennedy was assassinated in 63 or 64. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. 63. Okay. All right. mm-hmm. That's like my earliest memories. This is the Bruder films of watching Kennedy get shot when I was like three years old. That's my first memory of news. This is my first TV memory. All right, anyway, um, yeah. all right, so let's go back. So, so, so I want to go with Salvador Allende because this is interesting. Now, here's what I understand. There was a company called United Fruit. United Fruit was an American company uh, that dealt primarily in bananas, hence the term banana republic. In other words, countries uh-huh. that, were, that owed everything to the United States and that these corrupt companies would get low rates, low wages. They, they'd exploit the countries incredibly. They'd grow bananas, coffee, you know, Juan Valdez, mountain grown Juan Valdez. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the folders there, right? Okay, so yeah, Juan Valdez was a little mm-hmm. mule in the mountains, you know, of Costa Rica. And you, had, uh, you mm-hmm. had all these banana workers and coconuts, all the things that were produced in these tropical countries. Most of it was owned and controlled by United Fruit to bring cheap produce into the United States uh, and ridiculous profits. Now, Salvador Allende came along and said, wait a minute, <laughs> uh, we're going to support, I'm going to support my country. Uh, we're going to have, we're going to nationalize those industries. So now you've got to deal with the government of Chile. You're not going to deal mm-hmm. with United Fruit. And so mm-hmm. that's what I think was the big problem is that the American, which was a very imperialist government at this time, said uh, that they were willing to kill a foreign leader because it was good for American business. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You know who was involved yeah. with a United Fruit? No, who? The Bushes. Not surprised. The Bushes. So tell me, tell me what you know, both of you. Let's, let's start with Josie and then Pianchi. What you know about United Fruit? Tell me about this company no, tell, tell, uh, and Banana tell Republics. Let's start with the Bushes. Okay, go over here, Pianchi. Why don't you start? Tell me about the Bushes. That should United be Fruit. enough to know. And you know, no, wait, it, I want more. Greg, I want details. Yeah, you know me. It's impossible for us to keep up with all these things. They had another leader. I can't. Sh- sh- what, was, what was the other leader down there that was behind the labor movement? In South America, I can't think of his name. He he had a uh, bandana around his head. What was his name? Uh, che Guevara. Do you remember him? Che Guevara. Che Guevara. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Che Guevara. That was him. Che Guevara. He was an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> maybe should maybe should wear a Che Guevara shirt. Che Guevara supports Action Radio. Would that be funny? You can make a Che Guevara shirt. What? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I said Che Guevara. Yeah. 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 Horrible. Horrible person. He's not with, you know, and uh, remember when we were in college well, and everybody had Che Guevara pictures? Because <laughs> they didn't know who he was. for his country, Greg, just like we have, we can name assassins here from, from uh, look at Iran, Armco. The Clintons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the people that uh, tried to, he had to, they had to nationalize the oil field. You had <laughs> just uh, 
just the duels and the duels, brother, the stuff that they was doing. They had the the one Nazi that was uh, working with Fort Diedrich for the CIA to come up with LSD and other things. Oh, that's interesting, that story. All these fun stories. See, this is stuff. And, and these, I don't think of it as conspiracies. These are stories. And so it's, uh, even if they are actual conspiracies, it's just interesting to go through these. Okay, so we've, got, we've covered Salvador Allende. He was killed because he wouldn't, uh, he nationalized the fruit companies. Let's talk about Aramco. So Aramco is the, is the Arabian American oil company. So most of the oil coming out of the Middle East, in other words, Saudi Arabia, uh, some of these other countries, United Arab Emirates, Qatar, you know, these different places where oil, barring, you know, these places where there's a lot of oil. Apparently we have more oil here, but the time we're taking it out of there. So the Arab American oil company was doing what United Fruit was doing in South and Central America. They were taking oil out. They were exploiting the Arab workers. They were, uh, you know, selling it. I mean, gas was 25 cents a gallon when I got to this country, right? Granted, 25 cents bought mm-hmm. more, but the point is the gas is really cheap. And so we were importing it, which means we didn't have to drill our own. Uh, and uh, the Arab, so what did the Arab American oil company, Aramco, which I think still exists, I think it's still out there. What, what did they do and, and what, what's their play in, in, the, in the Arab world? Didn't they send to the Suez Canal or no? Well, all that was uh, associated around Muscle Dick, the Shah of Iran. You remember they let him come to the United States, I believe, and live out in mm-hmm. last years. Reza Pahlavi third, the Peacock Throne. Yeah, I remember him. Yes, those stories are true. That, mm-hmm. that stuff still goes – that type of co- uh, covert operation goes on today. And you got Congress people who can sell mm-hmm. access to the government. That's how mm-hmm. they get filthy rich. Maxine Maxine Waters is black. She's nobody's gonna come to her to get access to the government. Uh, the the most thing she done was help her husband a bank. Wait a minute. Obama's black and people go to him. One United. Obama's One United. Black and- well, wait a minute. Obama's black, and every government in the world, went to, every Muslim government went to him well, we to gain access. Well, we not about skin color necessarily. It's, oh, okay. There's different variations of that. You, it, it, this, this way these things work. They, they're treacherous. Well, why wouldn't governments go to a black person? I mean, Andrew Young was the United Nations representative. He's black. Where are you going to get from him? Where are you going to get from him? From Maxine Waters? I mean, yeah, to be true. What, what has she got to give? Everybody yeah, already true. vote for, and they get nothing. <laughs> you get bribery already there, yeah. No, that's that's a good point. But what I was mm-hmm. thinking of was uh, was that certain people. I was just wondering, you know, who gets influence from foreign countries. Now, the, the, Obama is deeply tied to the Muslim Brotherhood. He's deeply tied to what's going on with Hamas because yeah. Hamas is an extension of the Muslim Brotherhood. Did you guys see? I, I posted this on Facebook. As I was doing my research for the Dershowitz interview today that was supposed to happen, uh, Dershowitz has this this huge mea culpa, and he absolutely blasts Barack Obama. You've got to go to my Action Radio International News Group, and you'll see oh, it right good. there. He says, I feel betrayed by out. you. I can't believe I supported mm-hmm. you. I can't believe I – this is talking about – Dershowitz talking about Obama. I can't believe I celebrated your birthday. You know, you betrayed us. You betrayed all of us. You, you equated mm-hmm. – you know, you said that uh, Hamas's murder and rape of Israeli citizens was, uh, was okay because, you know, uh, Israel is occupied territory. That's a really mad man. He's furious in this video. And I'm thinking to myself – and one of the questions I was going to ask him if I had the chance was, you know, Alan Dershowitz, why are you surprised by that? How come you didn't know that Obama 
was deeply entrenched with the Muslim Brotherhood, considering how many times they went to the White House, how he never, you know, he's always done everything for Muslims. He brought Somali Muslims in. He brought Afghani Muslims oh, yeah. in. He's done everything he could from, he's deterred, basically fundamentally. And here's something else, too. I want to talk to you guys about this, too, that everybody says, you know, Obama wanted to fundamentally transform us to a communist society. That's only partially, partially true. He wanted, he wanted to mm-hmm. put us into a Muslim theocracy communist country. He wanted to turn this into a Muslim nation. Yeah. And that's not really talked about. And I'm surprised yep. that as smart as Alan Dershowitz is, that he didn't understand Obama as we understood Obama way back before he was even president. We knew this guy was a criminal. We knew he was a crook. He was a charlatan. I, I was against him. You know, and all these people are like, well, you've got to vote for him. He's black. You don't want to be a racist. I'm like, screw that. He's a criminal. So the advantage of being an immigrant. Well, i tell you what. I've already been discriminated If you against. knew that much about him, you knew more than Jesse Jackson, who, Jackson, who's from Chicago, and he asked the question, to his period, who is this guy? No, I knew because I knew he lived in different countries. And one thing I knew about Obama was that he should never have been president for the same reason that I should never be president. Um, that uh, his loyalty is not to the United States. And one thing that, that the folks don't realize, unless you're an immigrant, uh, is that uh, as much as uh, I am absolutely American, I, I mean, this is my country, I have assimilated, I am, as, as I do every day, promote this country and put forward the principles of this country, the founding documents, there's always going to be a soft spot in my heart for Canada because I was born in Canada. There's always going to be a soft spot for Australia. And so because of that, I will never, I, it is impossible for me to have 100% loyalty to the United States in the way that a natural-born American would have. And this is why people that are not natural-born should never be president, okay? And so uh, Josie might feel differently coming from a communist country, but Canada is a good country. At least the, the people are. The government's screwed up right now. Australia is a good country. Australians well, are decent people. They just need to get rid of that. But yeah, my so opinion is when Donald Trump returns, I truly believe that he's going to, not right away, because we have to fix our country first, uh, and that's what he's going to make America great again, like never before. Uh, I believe Donald Trump is going to get all this crooked, corrupt, criminal, communist president that they have cheated in all the elections, like Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico. Oh, I'd love him to do that. Uh, but, uh, let me get back to the question. You know. Yeah. Let me get back to the question, though. Gonna, all right, go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. He's going okay. to get them all out. He's, they're going to be replaced. In Colombia, because I was telling Marisol, I said, don't worry, be patient, be patient. So they've been praying for Donald Trump, her whole family. Let me tell you, because mm-hmm. they do have a lot, of, a lot of investment in Colombia, quite a bit. And yeah. I said, just be patient. It's coming. It's going to take a little time. But all these criminals are going to be gone. They're going to be arrested. Like Brazil, Lula, he's a yeah. criminal communist. See, I agree, too, but I think it's going to happen when when Trump runs the Justice Department. I don't think it's going to be done by the military. But let me ask you the question I said again. So do you believe someone who grows up in different countries uh, can have the same loyalty to this country that a a natural-born American has, like a Donald Trump? Uh, I I don't believe Barack Obama, even if he did, even if he was a good president, which is hard to imagine, but even if he was a good president, he'd still have loyalties. He'd still have a place in his heart for Indonesia uh, and for Kenya. You know, where his parents are from, and things like, well, maybe that, that's a different story. But in, well, in terms just, of growing up in different countries, you I'm just going to give you, you cannot, an example yeah. about me. Okay, go ahead. I grew up, I, I was born in Nicaragua, and I love this country more than I love Nicaragua. I will give my right arms for the United States of America, because that's mm-hmm. what I promised and I swear to be when I became a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people that come here for the good. I don't think Obama... 
feels the same way I feel. Obama hates America. Obama wants to destroy America, and that's his uh-huh. agenda. And he's been doing a good job because he's working in in the you know vaccine. He he he's working uh, doing everything that is happening right now in running uh, Biden as a puppet, unless he's a clone. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not real. Even Donald Trump said, "I don't think this guy is real. I don't know what he is." Yeah, mm-hmm. he walks. But do you like think it's easier? Sometimes. Do you think it's easier for him to do that because he grew up in different countries and doesn't have any loyalty to this country? Well, that's he grew up with the mentality of hating America, and as mm-hmm. children, that's the Muslim world hating and hating and hating Americans. And, and look, when I go to Cuba. You turn any channel, and the communist is brainwashing you to hate Israel, hate Israel, and hate, and over and over, and also America. So, you know, it's like they're being brainwashed as little kids. So, of course, he hates America. He's not going to feel the way I feel for America. He wants to yeah. destroy. It's all an act. And, and he put the biggest show uh, of the world in the United States. He tricked America because... He went in as a president cheating, of course. Donald Trump mm-hmm. has all the evidence. And he married supposedly a dude. Michelle Obama is not a woman. And Michelle Obama no, is not the mother you. of those young girls. Well, yeah. Are they adopted or what? Where where they come from? Yeah, there's a doctor lady. Uh, they travel everywhere they went together. There's a couple. Uh, those are the parents of the kids. So this is... They fooled the United States. They're, they're laughing behind the scene. I mean, this is a joke, this whole thing. It's it's just crazy. Anyway. Yes, yeah, I, I disagree with you. Americans on Americans uh, that hate Israel because it's evil. Say that again? So that's, yeah. blood, is thicker, blood is thicker than war. You have large groups of black Americans that hate Israel because of the evilness that it does. Same thing in Africa. Well, so what is the evil that I mean, Israel does? The way they treat these people, especially Which the people? blacks. You got groups of blacks there that have been been there since '67. They want to deport them. It took a long time to recognize them. They were segregation. They were on the terrorist list. Yeah. They were very much so. Yes. They okay. were on the terrorist list, and the FBI issued an apology letter. I had a copy of it, and. Uh, I mean, that's uh, what, because they want to control the birth. I, that's I, you're right, Bianchi. Like Kenya West, absolutely right. So is Michael Jackson. The Jewish people are controlling our country, and a lot of them are Illuminati, and, and they control everything. They're well, controlling the experiences with black community here in the United States with uh, those. Uh, with those Zionists, the the, mm-hmm. the 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 involvement that they was in with the transportation of slaves after the transportation importation was outlawed, with the ship buildings. So yes, there's been a long, long history of uh, that sort of sentiment with them. Yeah, see, I don't buy into the look Jewish conspiracy the, rules the, of the world like you do. Uh, Look at the, one of the founders of Zionism and also the idea of the resettlement was Arthur Belfort. He hated blacks. He said that there never would be any amount of education that would make blacks uh, on the same level as whites. What an idiot. <laughs> I, I, you know, I hate that kind of thing. All right, just to be clear, I do not buy into the, the Jews running the world conspiracy that you two do. However, I want, yes, I'm curious do. to explain. 
Okay, okay, but I'm curious to explore. Well, as I post on Facebook, you know, if Jews ruled the world, why is Israel so small? <laughs> you know, and I'll stand by that. But let's talk about this. I want to talk to Pianki about this because the relationship of blacks and Jews is bad. You know, I mean, I've seen the, not not just now, but I've seen this for a long time. Now, if Israel is, sep- is segregating blacks out uh, in Israel, that's wrong, just as it was wrong here in this country. But what's 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 culturally what's what's the history of uh, of black Americans and Jewish Americans in this country if you want that has caused this kind of a problem? The, get back to the points about news control, the pharmaceuticals, right. communication, uh, the media. Emergency. Mm-hmm. All the media are Jews. The Asians, yeah, but a lot of, a lot of Christians are, control, are owners too. The, I mean, they used to control the garment industry in New York until mm-hmm. the Asians came on the scene and what they're doing. So, yes, mm-hmm. they, they, yep. bottled water. All of yep. a sudden, we can't drink no tap water, so now we got to drink bottled water. Well, who do you think Nestle is? Mm-hmm. That's a Swiss that's a company. They own everything. They own the media. They own Hollywood. They own everything. Yeah, there was no, a see, video I, I was watching. I, I think you're they completely were going wrong on that. By... No, I mean, there are rich no, Jews and rich Christians and uh, rich other people. Rental property in the inner cities. Uh-huh. Yep. The whites, now, the whites fled the inner cities. They came in and bought up the six-family flats. I can name a lot of them in St. Louis. You got the Michaelsons. Mm-hmm. You got the Coltners. You got the Silvers. You got the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to add that there is successful uh, Jews in real estate. I mean, that'd be crazy. But uh, you've also got for you've also got Donald Trumps and and other big real estate people too. No, it's just Donald now, here's Trump the thing. Here's what I do know. Donald Trump it, is not. Do- in the Donald hood. Trump is not Jewish, Chico. No, I know he's not. That, that was why I mentioned him because he's not Jewish. What I'm saying is that I, I don't believe this theory that Jews run everything. That just makes no sense to me. They That's do. prejudice. As well, far as I'm, no, I don't think well, so. I don't think so. Well, what percentage? What per, I, they, you're right. They don't own everything. But they own quite a bit. Well, sure, but, and, and this makes sense too. Now, no. as I, and hey, I, I hear someone talking wait about this. Hold on a second. The Harlem right, right, Globetrotters, mm-hmm. Abe Abe Saberstein, he treated them like dogs. You you mean a Jewish person owns the Harlem Globetrotters? That's fascinating. How come uh, the head of uh, Black Entertainment Television? How come Barry Gordy didn't buy them? Basketball was a Jewish sport, really, until blacks came along and took it away. But so the was boxing. Was a... <laughs> so was boxing, believe it or not. There were famous Jewish boxers. Here's what, but you, know, you don't see a whole lot today. Well, Abe, Abe, and, and, Abe, Abe Saberstein uh, owned the Harlem Globetrotters, and, and they was jipped out of money, crooked. Why do you think the word Jew, you, are we going to Jew you come along? You know what that uh, means? They're going <laughs> to jip you out of your money. Now, where did the word jip come along? Okay, so now, now, this is interesting. This language is really important. That's so true. did the word jip come along? Who were who the jips? What's that word for? Come on. Gypsy. I don't know what. Gypsies. The jip. To jip somebody comes from the gypsies. Here's another one. How about the paddy wagon? I'm, I'm going to have to go gypsies. Oh, too bad. This is getting G. good. Jip. Wait a minute. We're talking about the J jip. I have to get ready. <laughs> Well, okay. Wait a minute. Let's get a, let's get a plug from Josie. By the way, we put you on our uh, uh, Russian farm shop now on our, our citizen legislation day flyer. So we, uh, yes, we need uh, we, we need a logo. Josie we need a picture. Reporting for Action Radio, and don't forget to support us so we can continue being on the air. You can listen to our craziness, <laughs> truth or not truth. 
Are you kidding? According this is more fun than a celebrity. This is great. I love what we're doing today. This is a good, this is a good chat. Thanks, Josie. God bless you guys. I'm going to continue listening and uh, pray for Donald Trump, please. Yep. We need him back soon. God oh, bless I agree. you. Just, I, we definitely need Donald Trump, just not the way Josie wants. Bye. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, well, we'll talk later. Thanks, Josie. I don't like to talk about when she's right. not here or, or, or her, her views just because, just because. Well, let's get back to so, – so here's another one, Pianchi. Uh, and we'll take a break here in a minute, then we'll figure out what to do the last 45 minutes. Um, paddy wagon. Who, who is that for? Who gets the paddy wagon? That's Irish. Exactly. Because the Irish paddies, right? P-A-D-D-Y. Apostrophe S. What else can we think? There's a bunch of these here. Uh, wetback. Where does that expression come from? Mexicans. Crossing? What? Well, when they get out of the water, they wet back, ain't it? Exactly. The Rio Grande River. They wet, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So wet back came. Yeah. Um, how about WAP? There's another good one. You know what WAP means? It's a derogatory term for Italian. Italian. Right. But what does it, come, what does it stand for? Well, I don't, I don't, it don't recall it right now. It stands for without papers. They're talking about illegal Italian immigrants. So they were the illegal immigrants of the 1900s. And they called them WAPs, without papers. Well, That's yeah, what WAP means. They were Isn't brought fascinating? in for, for construction companies, especially those that was in the semen finishing business. Oh, well, interesting. Huh. Hey, did you ever employ Mohawks uh, who have no fear of heights? to do the skyscraper work? Because a lot of them work in, in Toronto, I remember. I've worked a lot of Toronto, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm, just curious. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, come this... in and, they, and they, uh, they claim nine dependents. They don't go over 10 because 10 would trigger a question. So they don't pay no taxes. Hmm. Well, um, that's true, yeah. Um, yeah, taxes are a whole different thing, but I, I don't think most people should pay taxes anyway. Uh, uh, the best way is a sales tax. Anyway, do you, uh, let me take a break now. It's 9.16. Maybe you can come back and give us a convention of states up, update or something like that. I've got a couple of articles here I might want to go over. We've got uh, 45 minutes. We've got Marco in the Netherlands listening in. Uh, we had uh, John uh, from Women's Firearm Academy. He was on earlier on live chat, but uh, it's, just, uh, it's just the three of us now, Marco in the Netherlands, you and me. So take a break, and whatever you want to talk about when we come back, it's fine with me. Um, what haven't I played yet? Ah, here we go. Nine sixteen. yep, back in a bit. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? 
If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive. Conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stores Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stores Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Grave Care. And now as an affiliate of Grave Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Grave Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is gravecare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at gravecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Grave Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. Uh, this break brought to you by the fact that my computer moved when I had my glasses off. <laughs> so let me start this again. Here we go. Action Radio. Dangerously cool.
Yeah, I want to make sure to play that today because the person that came up with uh, the expression dangerously cool for Action Radio uh, is not doing well uh, and will only be with us for a very short time. And so they're, they're, they're in, uh, in, I guess, hospice care, I guess it's called. But uh, So I'm not going to say who. I was just, you know, it's not the point of this. But uh, I'm losing another friend and I'm not happy about it. So we'll probably play that a lot. Uh, the whole idea of being dangerously cool because, uh, you know, the folks that give us uh, the expressions that we use uh, and things we do here is really kind of special. And so uh, that's I just want to make a note of that. So every time you hear dangerously cool, uh, just remember that uh, a very special person gave that to us. Uh, also, uh, you know, while I'm on the subject, uh, Dr. Peter Pry, who I think uh, was killed by a COVID shot, who gave me just tons of knowledge that I use on the show all the time. Uh, Ed Colley, uh, Eric Colley, excuse me, Eric Colley, our brilliant webmaster. Uh, who created all of uh, uh, Action Radio based on what I told him. I said, here's what I want. He's like, can you do that? And I don't know. And then he said, yeah, I can do that. He's like, okay, great. He knows Eric Colley, uh, who died on a hospital ventilator. And so this is very personal to me, uh, these things that are happening. Now, I think my friend is natural causes, but uh, uh, I'm sure I'll get more details you know, as time goes on. But, uh, but the point is that uh, you got to do what you got to do when you can. And everything you want to say, you better say it now. You know, All the friends that you want to see and talk to and, and do things, you, you got to do it. Because stuff happens, and it happens when you don't expect it. And so uh, I try to make sure to always, you know, talk to and do everything I can with the folks that I care about just because of, of things like this. Anyway, on that note, let me bring back Pianchi. Um, and uh, we've got a bunch of things that we can talk about here the last little bit. We've got about 27 minutes or so. Pianchi, did you ever hear my diversity workshop, my new uh, satire piece? Did you ever hear that? No, but I can imagine it's, it sounds great. Well, I'm going to play for you right now, then. This will give us something uh, fun to talk about here. So, so this is the Action Radio Diversity Workshop. Hello there. At Action Radio, we have noticed that the Brandon Obama occupation coup has been replacing the entire federal government with black women, preferably lesbian black women, Kareem Abdul-Jean-Pierre Skyhook being the most prominent example. This is hardly diversity, equity, or inclusion. It's exactly the opposite. We, however, at Action Radio are undeterred by this massive segregation. So to redress our grievance against the race regime, we have come up with our own program to achieve balance once again. We call it the Action Radio Diversity Workshop. With just a few minor changes from standard DEI lesson plans and curricula, everyone should be able to adapt to our course right away. So here we go. All the instructors are white men. Black participants have to go in whiteface for the duration of the class. Outside of class exercises in whiteface will include applying for a job at the post office, making a civil rights claim, taking a scholastic exam, and finally being accused of white supremacy. Women as an outside exercise will have to apply for government contracts and college scholarships while identifying as a white man with a picture of a white guy on your application. All trans folks will have to trans back just to see what they gave up. LGBTQ folks for our lab assignment will be encouraged to have sex with someone of the opposite sex, and since there is only one opposite, this should make your choice easier. Class charges for black and Hispanic students will be $500 per student, most of which will be distributed back to the white and Asian students as reparations for affirmative action. Illegal aliens in the class will be identified in the citizenship check and will have their assets seized and their illegal children born in the U.S. will have their citizenship corrected back to that of their parents. And then they can leave the country. Oh, and their requirement to take this class will uh, then be waived. This workshop will be taught in standard English. All materials will be presented in English. And your personal pronouns are I and 
me. Women will be referred to as she, men as he, and two or more people only as we, if you know them, and they, if you do not. Card-carrying members of the Democrat Party will be brought to the front of the class where they will be accused of racism for keeping black Americans on a plantation, extortion for creating wokeness, and will have to drink black rifle coffee, have a lunch from My Patriot Supply, and nap on my pillows. Shooting class in the afternoon will include all of the misnamed assault weapons, including the AR-15 and the AK-47, which you will call Freedom Rifles. And yes, this is a graduation requirement. All students will be required to recite these truths at the beginning of each hour. White lives matter. George Floyd was killed by a drug overdose. Affirmative action is racism. Diversity only exists with divergent opinions. There are only two sexes. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Marriage is not a right. It is a contract. Electric cars are terrible for the environment. We need carbon dioxide replacement in the atmosphere. So I want a V8 pickup truck. January 6th was a deep state coup. The 2020 election was stolen. American citizenship comes from an American parent not being born on U.S. dirt. Climate change is a hoax. Guns are essential to freedom. The COVID vaccine is not safe and effective. Government experts are morons. Government education is indoctrination. God is the source of your rights by birthright. And finally, we are all Americans, except for the illegals. So as the final lesson of the Action Radio Diversity Workshop, people will go to our barbecue, where they will watch on the big viewing screens Charlton Heston Biblical Epics and John Wayne Films. The Action Radio Diversity Workshop, your passport back to a sane, logical, and truly equal America, available every weekday at blogtrackradio.com slash citizenaction. <laughs> Sorry, I think I, did I get all my cliches right? <laughs> I had a little fun with that. Mm. Pianchi? Yeah, it's pretty good. You can imagine. I can could uh, always expect some outstanding and eye opening things from you. Oh, did anything stand out in particular? Of my uh, my many many that's like four minutes. That's one of the longest ones I've ever done. But I got I got carried away already once that It's hard to keep up with, but I think you covered the whole gamut. Oh, good. Well, these are all available, too. I have a website. Uh, I mean, excuse me, I have a YouTube channel uh, for now <laughs> until people start listening to it. Um, Action Radio. So if you go to Action Radio on YouTube, uh, you'll get all of my things like, uh, well, I haven't played my Christmas. Let me play my Christmas greeting. I haven't done that for a while. Uh, do you remember that one? This I made before uh, before the lockdowns. Let's see if I got it here. Where's my well, that's coming up again, so you might be able to get some use out of it. Well, this is the time of year I play it, since the Christmas stuff has already come out. I'm going to play this one. We haven't heard this for a while, but I made this, I think, like three or four years ago. It was was definitely, uh, uh, it was probably the Christmas of 2020 when we first had the lockdowns. Tell me what you think of this one. Hello, everyone. It's that time of year again. So here is just a friendly little message from your Action Radio revolutionaries. In preparation for Christmas and New Year's, we have just a few ideas and suggestions to make your holiday complete. Granted, these are times of adversity brought about by bureaucrats in what we affectionately call the leftist lockdown orgasmic power trip. But don't let a completely illegal, martial law style abdication and removal of your constitutional rights get in the way of a decent glass of eggnog with friends. After all, 
Six-foot social distancing is a completely false concept for a virus that can linger in the air for hours in aerosol form, can be sneezed well over 200 feet, can travel through an entire 10-story building central air system in a couple of minutes, and goes through a mask like a mosquito through a chain-link fence. So, no matter what you do, everyone is getting exposed sometime. Leaving the healthy people alone accomplishes this in about 10 weeks. So, this should have been done the end of May. Speaking of masks, besides being a violation of your Fourth Amendment rights against seizure of your person, in this case, your face, without due process, the state can't make you wear a mask. So, go home if you're sick, but if not, go free face, as all real Americans are doing, and enjoy the Christmas season. Apparently, there is a deplorable lack of New Year's resolutions this year. Well, I have one, hmm, to resist. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to restore and rejuvenate that inner rugged individual the left has tried so hard to put behind a mask and lockdown, and I'm going to resist. So, you find a creative way to resist, there's your revolution resolution. Remember, folks, those Twilight Zone episodes where people wore masks? They were supposed to make you think, not make you copy them. Family values should be emphasized this Christmas with the traditions that bind us together. Sit as close as you can at dinner. Remember those wet kisses from Grandma when you were a kid? Engage in spirited debates. Don't forget to use serving dishes where everyone sticks their own personal fork and spoon in, all in the interest of sharing. Remind everyone that closing churches violates the First Amendment. Closing businesses without criminal convictions violates our Fifth Amendment right to life, liberty, and property. And closing schools denies our kids their right to an education. So, you may want to point that out to your governors and mayors this festive season so they understand their transgressions and can repent. I would have suggested you go to New York this year, but quite frankly, they don't have the balls to celebrate New Year's. (laughs) No, really, the ball isn't dropping. Maybe we should rename Times Square Tiananmen Square West. Remember that there are many great gifts you can share this Christmas, particularly AR-15s and AK-47s. Those tend to warm the heart. As we say at Action Radio, world peace through strength. Just remember that everything the government tells you is wrong. So if you want to avoid COVID, don't take the vaccine. Go to the beach instead. Get that sunshine and vitamin D. Stay away from home. Engage in commerce and business. Travel as much as you can. Work out at crowded gyms. Drive extensively, preferably with the windows open. Patronize businesses that are in open rebellion. And resist, resist, resist the doctor dictatorship. In closing, let me just say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and Happy Hanukkah. Muslims, you don't have a holiday at this time, so just go eat Chinese food on Christmas Eve and meet some really nice Jewish folks. Hey, they might be your neighbors. This is Greg Penglis for Action Radio. Oh boy. So that's my Christmas greeting. This is my recipe for rebellion. I say it in a nice way, don't I? Nice, cheery music, sweet voice. <laughs> yeah, it could, be a, it could be turned into a Christmas carol. It could. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me an AK-47 under the tree. <laughs> oh, Marco's in the Netherlands. He says, on Christmas Day, I always order pizza. So, so what do you? What would you put on? The, you can't put candy canes on a on a on a pizza. What can you put from uh, Christmas uh, on on a, on, a, on a pizza? What would it be? We, we should make a, this is a really great idea. Let's make a Christmas pizza. What, what would be on it? Um, uh, what, what's what's Christmas food? Ham. You gotta have ham. Uh, um, goose for the British people. 
Uh, they they make it. They have a Christmas goose. What else? Uh, well, as I remember, it was uh, tricky Thanksgiving goose at Christmas and ham at Easter. I think that that's the Toronto, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant way of celebrating the holidays. What's Christmas food? You can't put eggnog on a, a turkey pizza. Why not? Yeah. So so you have turkey now. Now can you do cranberry uh, sauce? Yeah, I was just saying cranberry sauce. Would that go well on a pizza? Potato salad. Mmm. This is interesting. Stuff you know, in if yeah. you're in the north, dressing if you're in the south. Yeah, dressing. Got to have that. Yep, dressing stuffing. Yep, that'd be good. Uh, pie. Can you put uh, pumpkin? pumpkin well, that's more pie. a Thanksgiving thing. Pumpkin pie. Yeah. Pecan yeah. Okay. Pie. Oh yeah. Pizza pecan. This is getting good. All right. So, how about my cheesecake? We gotta have like it should have a cheesecake filling, shouldn't it? Is this a Christmas pizza? Cheesecake, green beans. <laughs> oh yeah. Suck a dash. Well, maybe not. <laughs> this is fun. Chris, you know, one day I came up with, a, with some friends who were talking about a, a, a breakfast pizza. We're going to make like a waffle pizza, you know, with bacon, maple syrup. <laughs> Just bake it right in. <sighs> you know, I should do that. If I ever open a restaurant, it's going to be a pizza place, and we're going to do weird things like this just because it's funny. So what's your, your mind, Pian? You have 25 minutes. What, what's bugging you these days? The debt. Okay, let's talk about the debt. There's not enough, not enough is talked about it, and people don't understand the language mm-hmm. when it is talked about. And that's a, actually, it's a national security issue. This kicking the can down the road, if if the United States is not concerned, and should I say politicians are not concerned about the that being eliminated, paid off, then why should citizens be concerned about their normal consumer debt? Let's just uh, mm-hmm. don't pay it. Well, that's what's happening, you know, and, and as consumers are, as the uh, the economy gets progressively worse, uh, I'm sure the default rate's huge, you know, because the interest rate's, what, 20-something percent on credit cards now? So they have to cover their losses. So they're charging people who are still borrowing even more interest to cover the losses. You know, their credit card companies making deals of, I don't know what they're, you know, they're giving reduced amount, 20%, 50%. So 35%, whatever it is, they're, they're offering deals now to people to pay off accounts. You know, and they're taking yeah, losses they on it, but at least they get it paid off. Yeah, go ahead. And they tie in credit scores with people need. Yep. They came up with that deviant plan. So if you got a good credit score, that means you've been paying that exuberant interest mm-hmm. that's further hurting individuals and putting some uh, elitists into a good position for themselves. So it's, a, it's yeah. a big scheme. Yeah, well, interest is always wasted money. This is why I try to avoid interest at all costs, whether it's mortgage interest or, or car payment interest or credit card interest. I hate paying interest because it's, it's dead money. It's money that you have to pay because you, you, you contracted the debt, student loan interest, all those things. It's all dead money because you're paying, you're paying for the money. It, it's the cost of money. And so that's a very, very different uh, – uh, a thing. And so you want to lower your cost of money as much as possible. And so, you know, the times in my life when I've been completely debt free, it's been great. <laughs> I love it. You know, working to get back there. Again. You know, um, go ahead. You can have a million dollars in cash in the bank mm-hmm. and wanted to buy a home for a hundred thousand dollars. And you said, well, I need to, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a loan out so that I can write it off on my taxes. Right. But, if you all along have been dealing in cash, debit cards only, no credit cards, they won't give you the loan. 
Yeah, because you've never done any, any that you've spent any. You've never used credit. Yeah, you, you actually have to use credit to get credit. It's kind of weird, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's hmm. really ridiculous. I got a call here. Let me see if I can uh, find out who's who's giving us a call here. Um, oh, I think we had this caller once before. Let's let's uh, let's bring him on the show here. So this is Nathan. If I if I have my notes are correct. Yes. Hey yes, Nathan. Yes. Yes. What, this what's is, going on? Hey, yeah, hey, back. Nathan. about getting. Hey, Bianchi. Hey, some something uh, we a lot of people are missing on this uh, deciding to live by cash and or okay. you know. Uh, something they did, or, or or not not to live by cash, but the, the, because you guys mentioned something, and this is what woke me up. When when the, the the government and everybody at the top are going crazy and just spending money, and that makes us go out and spend money and put it on a credit card. During the uh, uh, W. Bush, during his reign, the the his reign, they did banking <laughs> reform. During bank banking reform, and then all it was was the bankers put together their policy and. Congress signed off on it, and uh, uh, W signed off on it. Uh, one of the things that w- w- I learned about, um, because my dad was on his last mile, and most of what he was going to leave, he's going to leave to my our baby sister. And uh, mm-hmm. but one of the things that they wrote in there, and I got a friend that fell into this. W- mm-hmm. Whenever you go back, when you run, when you try to, when you don't pay your bills, the, everybody from the past gets their bills. And I got a friend that her mom was living in this old folks' home, and they were, you know, doing the abuse. They were slapped her one time because she was asking for something, and then one day they're changing the bed with her, the sheets on the bed with her in it, and she rolled out on the floor, and she got bruises, went to the hospital, and eventually died. She got a lawyer and sued and won over a half a million dollars, and she learned at, well, as soon as they, the, the money was in the bank, or in the account, the lawyer told her, this lady was in her 50s, mid-50s, and she said back when she was young and her husband left her, she had to get on welfare. She got on food stamps, and she, when she got a job and got trained, she got off of it. Then years later, she had a credit card that she maxed out, and she was making her payments, and she couldn't do it, so they let her make that whatever you can afford every month because it went in. To another company, yeah, the company you know, specializes in that now. Yeah, they'll, they'll yeah, they'll, yeah. So the consolidation she's paying her little ten things like that. Yeah, right, she's okay. paying her ten dollars a month, and all of a sudden, she just said, "This, I'll never get this paid." She quit paying it, and both the government and I don't like the government doing this because this was the taxpayers' money that gave her that money, and right. uh, but she had to pay all that money back plus the credit card with interest over these years, and she had. She'd won a little over five hundred thousand dollars, and she walked away with just a little more than a hundred thousand because they got their money. So, in other words, if if uh, you pass away and you leave me in your will, and I got bad credit, they got to lean on it before I can get it. And uh, that's interesting. And, and yeah, I was wondering where you're going yeah, with this. Yeah, yeah, long story. That was in the, huh. Okay, no, that's interesting. Yeah, but the thing is, is the thing is, it used to be you could go bankrupt and start over. And then mm-hmm. at the end of seven years, start establishing credit again, you know, right. and they, they, they wiped it out so that the money's going to the top. You know, it's interesting, too, because you, you talk about the Bushes and, and the Bush had this huge bank bailout. Uh, this is like the saving. It was a savings and loan or, or it was 2008. Right? Yes, that was Neil Bush. OK, so, so but, yeah. but Bush was still in office. This is before Obama. Um, I guess, took office in 2000, the beginning of 2009. But there was a massive bailout. 
uh, and they said that the economy is going to crash. We have to bail out all the banks and the savings and loans. You know, the mortgage interest thing and everything that happened with uh, May, Freddie Mac and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, don't bail them out. I said, this is, this, is what, this is what a free market's all about. In a free market, you know, you fail when you screw up, okay? And they screwed up. They screwed up big time. None of those banks should have been bailed out. They all should have been allowed to use the bankruptcy laws. That's why we have bankruptcy laws. This is one, bankruptcy goes back to our founding in the Constitution. They, they, they mentioned bankruptcy in Article 1, Section 8. So none of those things should have been bailed out at all. But because the, the, the Bushes and the, the world government and all the, uh, the establishment and the, and the deep state all kind of work together, they bail out their friends and their friends own big banks. Same as they bailed out that, uh, that Silicon Valley savings and loan and some of the other banks. None of these people should be bailed out. New York City should not have been bailed out. Chrysler should not have been bailed out. You can't bail out and call yourself a free market. It doesn't work that way. Nathan, what do you think? Well, the it's just what it is, is it's socialism. All the money, the policy has all the money going to the top no matter what you do. It's like you get close to getting your home paid off, and they're trying to get you into a reverse mortgage, or they're trying to get you to do what's stuff reverse in mortgage? your house on credit. What's, uh, what's a reverse mortgage? I'm not sure how that works. Well, you, you refinance your house so that, that, that instead of you making payments to the bank, then they send you a check every month, but which means also, whenever you pass away and you left your home to your kid, yeah, they they're they're looking at how much money you owe on the home, and they're saying no, 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 and the bank gets it. So, so this is a way for banks to accumulate property. All right. So so well, reverse, yeah, mortgage, it's, it's, reverse it's, mortgage. Reverse mortgage. Reverse mortgage is when you can borrow equity that's in your house. If you bought a house for a hundred thousand dollars, now it's on the market for two hundred. Then they—that's a hundred thousand dollars less, a little percentage that you can borrow or finance. See, I thought that was the second mortgage. I think we we're confusing a second with the reverse. Reverse mortgage. Nathan is explaining it. Is the bank pays you, you know, per month, which seems, to, which tells me that the bank is buying your house. So at the end of a reverse yeah. mortgage, the but, bank owns your house. Yeah. But you get the use of the money uh, the bank you pays can pay you. Them. Right. If you or if you you at some point decide you want to, I want to get out of this stuff, then you'll have to take a loan uh, to start making the payments that you got from them. It's so you got to pay the bank back. Are approaching retirement. Right. And they got they're in the old folk. You know the older people whenever they're sitting around waiting on their social security every month and they can't travel and it's like okay well I'll get this check coming in and then we can. We can go. We can go to North Carolina for the weekend or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's just just put money in in the older people or people that can't work. You put it money in their pocket. But you, you my my dad when my mom my grandmama passed away, he went out to Missouri and, and and she had a reverse mortgage and he was supposed to get it and he just told the bank y'all can keep it because he has to pay everything back that she got from them and. And and he said the house needed work and it wouldn't be a work, it wouldn't be an investment. So so, so, so the, the bank, bank is actually buying your house back, right? So if a mortgage is where you pay yeah. the bank for for the loan that they give you to buy your house, but a reverse mortgage is where the bank pays you to get their house back. That's yeah. a screwy deal. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and but it's it, but it's like all the rest of our policies. It, it's it's got it's, it's a policy that gets the money going to the top. You know, why wouldn't you just sell your house, though? Why, why, why wouldn't you just sell the house and live on the equity, um, live on the money that you make from it? I don't know. Uh, you'd have to pay rent and then eventually run out of – if you ran out of money, then they say, okay, you gotta, you got to move. And then where do you come up with the money? So it's just 
it's just a way to see money coming in. You know, we got this check that we can look forward to every month. And but at yeah, the but end, they a, get it's your a, house. It's a false they, check. Yeah, it's a yeah, and and then your kids don't get it. You can't pass on the house. No, better to sell. It'd be better to sell it to the kids and have them take a mortgage on the house. That would make more sense. Yeah. But I, I know there's taxes. If you sell a house and you don't buy another house, you pay a huge amount of tax. We need to get rid of that tax. There should be uh, no extra tax on a house. Uh, and that, that would be an action radio bill. That's something we should work on. Um, well, <laughs> Marco, just to, just to digress, is an interesting comment talking about, and we were talking about cheesecake earlier, talking about uh, Al Bundy ordered cheesecake for a guy named Hans. You guys remember Married with Children? <laughs> you remember that show? Yeah. yeah that's what I did. Oh, okay. You All know right. what uh, Go ahead, Janice Yeltsin was proposing, or someone was proposing to her, is that you that they tax your unearned income. In other words, your house is increased in value, the amount of value, they uh, she wants to tax it even before you sell it, even while you're still in it. Yeah, she's a world government stooge. She is an evil, ignorant woman. She I don't know if she even knows what she's talking about. But she gets there with the grandma voice and the grandma hair, and she gets up there on TV and talks about how wonderful it is, that the economy is great, there is no inflation. Of course, she's lying through her teeth, right? Uh, she's at some, there's some summit going on, the APEC summit. Uh, and I think uh, Xi Jinping is going to be there. And have you heard about this deal? Uh, I was talking about this earlier in the first hour, uh, right before Brianna came on, that uh, China uh, is going to be start to buying the 737 MAX, which I don't know if it's a safe jet or not yet. Anyway, they're going to buy a whole bunch of them. And it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that Xi Jinping is coming to, to the United States to meet with, uh, you know, Brandon Obama, um, you know, and uh, he's going to give him instructions. And, and there's some kind of deal for all these jets, Boeing stock went up like five percent. What do y'all think of that? I just learned. <laughs> this will help you understand my thoughts. I just learned that Port um, Miami mm-hmm. is owned forty-nine percent by China, and there's two other countries that split the fifty-one percent. So, in other words, they got a, they got a navy base. <laughs> so that's what well, I think right. about it. We need. We're done. America's over. No, it's not. It's some things that foreigners should not own, and ports was one of them on the list. Mm-hmm. I don't know what has happened. Electrical systems, water systems, uh, shipping ports, they should not be owned by foreigners. It was Executive Order 12803, George Daddy Bush. Uh, George Daddy Bush in 1992, and I learned this by going down to the library when I was in the Army. Um and trying to find out what, how somebody voted, and I ran across this Executive Order 12803. George Daddy Bush should have been should be in jail or either face the firing squad because he started out by the power invested in me in the U.S. Constitution. Well, he George Bush the, the eldest dad. Other countries, so, he bought, <laughs> vote, he gave the right to other countries, not companies, countries to buy up our infrastructure. They can buy the Pentagon. They can buy the courthouse, the highways that our great-grandfathers built. And and, uh, and when we get on the road, they are, they're the landlords. And now they're buying property, large amounts of property around our military bases so that whenever a war, the war's over before it ever gets started. We, yeah. We've been... Just... Uh, we've been no, I just got to jump in here for a second because I don't want any misinterpretation. We talk about I don't want to talk about presidents and firing squads and things like that just because it's uh, his, it can get us uh, in a bit of trouble. Grand, Although I don't mean controversial, but I'm just gotta just gotta make that really clear to folks. Okay, all right, Bush's go ahead, grandfather Prescott Bush 
uh, sat on the board of Riggs Bank in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and it was a well-known bank where, you know, crooked and corrupt leaders would steal their nation's money and store it in that bank. Oh, yeah. I mean, the CIA, I mean, George Bush, the elder, was, was definitely CIA. Prescott Bush, and I forgot what he did, but he did really whole stuff, too. Um, it's like, uh, who's the uh, Senator Chris Dodd, his father, uh, Senator Dodd, you know, took the Nazi gun control laws and brought those to the United States. So this is, this is a pattern. This is a pattern that the elite we're, we're so align or worse. with. Say that again. I'm sorry, Nathan. I said we're socialists or worse. They, well, it's socialism... It's socialism for the rich, capitalism for the poor. So in other words, you can fail. I can fail. Action Radio can fail. They don't care about that. But the big businesses don't fail. Chrysler doesn't fail. You know, General Motors doesn't fail. You know, uh, the, the big banks, uh, Chase, Carnegie, Mellon, you know, uh, Goldman Sachs, they don't fail, even though they make horrendous decisions that affect millions of people. Uh, so that, but I, I, this, uh, this idea of foreign ownership, this is something that we should be legislating. And so I'm, I'm going to put that in, this will be 187 of my bills that we need to write here. And so foreigners should not own defense installations. They shouldn't own much farmland. They shouldn't own any critical infrastructure. They shouldn't own a port. They shouldn't own, uh, you know, railroad, airport, you know, seaport, you know, any, they shouldn't own any transportation facility. They shouldn't have docking facilities. They shouldn't have any of those things. You know, so I agree with you. Yeah. So we need to have a, and, uh, and so we call it the foreign owner divestment bill or something like that. And the federal government should not own state land. Simple. So that's a separate bill, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, so Nathan, I don't know if you heard that show. We had Roger Roots on for two hours. He's a, a Western Montana lawyer. He's the one that defended the Bundys. In fact, Bundys uh, just got a failure to appear in court. I should bring that article up too. Um, but he was on for two hours and, and very detailed exactly why when, the federal government cannot own land that unless it's you know dockyards, arsenals, necessary buildings, uh, or in D.C. So all that federal land out west, it's all illegally held by the federal government. Yeah, go ahead, Nathan. Can you give me the name of that show so I can archive it? Oh, just uh, you can find any of our shows by going to uh, – if you look at the top of the broadcast page, and there's a little search window right in the center. Okay. Um, just do Action Got Radio, it. comma, Roger Roots. R-O-G-E-R-R-O-O-T-S. So that's how you can find any show. You can find shows with Dr. Peter McCullough. You've got Malone. We've got uh, Peter Navarro. We've got Christina Bob had three shows. Uh, Naomi Wolf was supposed to be on today. She did a show with us. That's in any of our shows. They're all, they're all uh, anybody can find any show. Uh, archived that way. You can do sometimes by subject, um, uh, and that, that works as well. And the older shows, I wasn't in the titles. So uh, they might be a little harder. We've got six years of shows. Oh. We're coming. Uh, when, you, when, you, when you talk yeah. to uh, when you talk to um, let me throw something in when you talk to uh, sure. Naomi, Naomi Roots, I heard her for the first time. Never really followed her. Didn't even know. Heard her for the first time a few months ago at um, uh-huh. uh, doing a speech at uh, God that that, that, um, that the, the Constitutional Scholar uh, College. God, I got a break there. But anyway, Hillsdale. yeah, yeah, Hillsdale. Hillsdale. I seen her, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I seen her doing her speech, and I was really impressed. And uh, and and just when you talk to her, tell her Nathan. I, I'm sure she'll remember it. I sent her <laughs> a pit. I sent her a picture of a bird on a on a limb with two birds under her uh, wings. And it says at the top, the storm will pass, and at the bottom, Psalm one ninety uh, ninety four verse one. I sent it to her. I looked around. 
I'm going to forget. So what I want you to do is when she calls in again, um, when you see her scheduled in the title, uh, just go on live chat because these people are only on for half an hour. Uh, type in the message real quickly, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll see if I can get to it, but I can't promise because we have such limited time. And I have so many things that I have to do for Action Radio. Like I wanted to invite her to yeah. Citizen Legislation Day. Nathan, you should call more often. Where you been? This is a good caller. Well, I sleep in the daytime. I sleep in the daytime because I work at night. And I okay. just woke up, and I'm like, let me go over here and check my email, and I got on this. <laughs> Call so I, but I, I know where you're at yeah. now. I can, okay. I, what I can do is archive your shows and go through them. And I've yep. seen that Naomi Wolf, and that's what made me want to dial in because I wanted to uh, – I, I, when I seen her, and, you know, I missed her my whole life. I, I You know, she's close to my age, but um, she, I was le- learning about her. I'm like, wow, this lady, she's, she's, she's a rock star, so I just – well, after that liberal. speech, I, I looked her up, address up, and sent her that yeah. um, that okay. that picture of the yeah. she, bird. She used to be very liberal. With the little babies on her. Oh yeah, no, she was a, she was a liberal so, feminist. She was a New York Times best-selling author. She uh, uh, she's written a bunch of books and things. And all of a sudden, COVID hit, and she realized that the government was lying. Now again, it's, it's like uh, who is it that realized? Oh, it's like when Dershowitz realized that Obama you know, did not have the best interest of the United States at heart, uh, that he's a devout Muslim and tries, is trying to destroy our country um, and is still running it, you know, behind the scenes. Jill Biden's another one. I'd like to know what she's up to, but he didn't realize that. So a lot of people, Naomi was one of those liberals who didn't realize that the government fascist, you know, big pharma, big tech, big um, government, big health complex was all, was all related. They're all, they're all together in this. And this is what I wanted to ask well, her about today. Here's what really impressed Here's what really impressed me with her. You know, you get you, you see this in anywhere. You see some uh, say say one Republican decides he he's tired of the Republicans and he joins the, the Democrats or the, vice versa. When you hear them in their politics or their view of anything, you hear this is a Republican and you can see the Democrat coming out of him too. With her, <laughs> she was like, and when she said, it, I mean, it was it was completely settled where she's mm-hmm. at, and when she said something, we are at 1776 again. I was like, you know, this lady gets it. She gets it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, completely, 100%, she uh-huh. gets it. And I've ne- I never even heard of her. Uh, uh, well, that's okay. There's a lot of Not, not even heard uh-huh. of her. Get her so Substack. I was, like, really impressed. Yeah, get her Substack. She does a Substack. We do a Substack, too, I, although I haven't written an article in a okay. while. I need to. But Naomi Wolf at probably Substack.com. Or you can get my Substack, gregpenglis.substack.com. And, of course, we write, okay. I write rather unique articles also. But get her Substack. She's really good. And I can see why she writes. I wanted to ask her why she writes. So that's one of those questions. But, yeah, it's, it's really nice to have folks like her on. But uh, she's hard to reach because she, you know, does the, does the big shows. She's on, you know, Mike Lindell's channel and she's on, uh, you know, national media and things like that. And we're, we're not that big yet. We will be. But at least she comes on with us. But I think we asked her uh, and, question. And, uh-huh. Something else that really impressed me about her, when you hear a woman say, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a feminine or feminine or woman activist, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you know, she, and then I started listening to what she was on that. You know, it wasn't like, hey, we're, we're better than men type stuff. You know, we got to rule the world. I mean, she was talking about what real women issues, like, mm-hmm. you know, about their health, the way they think, their physical, everything. This was like really teaching women, and it reminded me that like in another term, whenever 
women taught younger women how to be women, and this is what she's doing. And, and it's not just political stuff. It was just, I was like, you know, you, when you see someone that converted to something and, and, and they're not, you know, there's not some sub, sub stuff from the past that's leaking through that they haven't thought through. This lady, she's a, she's a, uh, she's a scholar at what she believes, and I yeah, really appreciated yeah. that. Okay, good. Let me ask you a couple of questions because we're going to have to go here in a couple of minutes. Um, speaking of, of, of young folks, did you hear Brianna, who's on at uh, 7 o'clock uh, Central Time? Uh, she's a teenager. She's our teenage reporter. She's our youngest reporter, speaking of young folks. Uh-uh. No, I didn't. Well, let's catch the first time. I've, I've never um, even – well, even, well, I, I just woke up. I just woke oh, up. Okay, and, you okay, know, I've fine. never I'm, even noticed your show. I've ah, never even funny. noticed your show. So how did you know Pianchi, though? Are you, guys, are you friends with Pianchi? Because he, I see him. He's on the night shift, too. He calls some of them shows at night. <laughs> okay, that's how that works. Okay. So, so you've never have you heard our show before today, or you just, just noticed it on the... No, I've never heard of you. Never even heard the name uh, Action Radio. I just, well, got, I just woke up early. Ah, well, this is great. Okay. Well, now, you've, you've called the show before because have you registered my phone line? We've talked before. This isn't the first time you've called. I must, I must have. Are you on at night? Nope. Oh, boy. But I don't know how I got me. in no, there. You, Maybe you I did my call. Show. Yeah, you've called my show before. Okay, then I, if I'm in the system, I must have called you one time. It's been a, it's been a long time, but anyway, just to refresh your memory, what we do here that no one else has ever done before on any show is that we write citizen legislation. We actually write bills. And so we have, uh, you're talking about the banks and things like that. We have a bill that you might like and you want to go to writeyourlaws.com. That's W R I T E Y O U R L A W S writeyourlaws.com. That's where we do all our legislative work. Uh, you know, you to, I remember uh-huh. that. I remember yeah, okay. somebody mentioned that I might have looked it up. Yeah, that's us. We're, we're the only ones. Um, have you ever so been interviewed there. at nighttime? Have I've you been ever on been nighttime. interviewed on a show? Oh, I've been on a bunch of different shows. I've been on several TNT radio. I've been on with Brian Artis. He's going to be on our show next week. Uh, I was on with Emerald Robinson at uh, Lindell TV talking about our vaccine product liability bill. That was last year. Uh, I've been on a bunch of different shows. That's, I'm going to be on a bunch more. That might be where I'm in your day. system. Okay. That no, might no, be no, where you're in because I, I do remember, I do remember write your own law show, um, mm-hmm. or or the write your own law phrase. I might have heard you in an interview someplace and and looked it up. <laughs> I don't know, but but I I got your show and I'm going to be archiving it now. You know, whenever okay. I'm on my awake schedule. <laughs> well, you can listen to us. You know, the shows are podcast about 15 minutes uh, after we end the broadcast, and I always do show notes. So you can use a timeline. And this goes for everybody listening, too, because they're three-hour shows, but you don't have to listen to all three hours. What you want to do is go find the show notes, and once I get the show notes done, you can tell because all the slides are there. Uh, you can go – I do it by hours in the show, like 45 minutes in, an hour and a half in, things like that. And you can start the show, wait for it to load. It takes about 10 seconds. Uh, and once it starts playing – you'll see a little timeline at the top. You click anywhere in the show. So you can listen to whatever you want. You know, because each of the show we have a different, each hour is different. We have a different reporter, different schedule. Sometimes the reporter's on a half hour, you know, different topics and things. And uh, the, the notes will be there for what we're doing. But the, the one bill you want to look up, speaking of financial stuff, is our constitutional amendment to take away the power of Congress to borrow money. That's huge. Like the no, 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 it's got nothing to do with the 16th Amendment. That's taxes. But what it does, it's yeah, but, article... Go ahead. Question? 
No, I was going to say on the 16th, we already had the Congress had the right to take um, take uh, um, ta- get taxes from us, but it, it's like, why do you got to repeat it, you know? No, no, it's different because Article one, the, section the, eight the original gives them Constitution, that right. The original Constitution called for apportion taxes, which had to be done by the, the state uh, enumeration. Uh, and it's, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but it was different. So they needed the constitutional amendment to be able to tax incomes directly. See, normally the states pay the taxes, and we should go back to that. So the states pay the tax to the federal government. The people pay tax to the state based on their population. Uh, the federal government would take taxes from the state based on their population, right? So rather than income, so they switched it to income so the people who made more money would pay a greater percentage of their income in tax, and that's right out of the Communist Manifesto. That's the graduated income tax. So instead of an apportion tax, right, I think people would pay the same based on their number of, of citizens in a state to the federal government, and they ran on that. Uh, they changed it with the 16th Amendment. Now, we need to repeal the 16th Amendment, but what our does, it goes even stronger. And it says that it changes Article 1, Section 8, Clause 2. So we take away the clause that says to borrow money on the credit of the United States. So where it says in Clause 1, and Congress has, shall have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, and impose, yada, yada, yada. And then it says to borrow you know, on the credit of the United States. We take out that section and we add a section that says Congress shall have no power to borrow money on the credit of the United States, nor to create or authorize a central bank, nor to print money to cover expenses, um, nor to own uh, or control securities. And the, all control of money uh, will be the exclusive uh, providence of uh, Congress. It's a very powerful bill. It's four lines long. Wow. Yeah, Got that's it. what we do here. I wanna, yeah, I'm going yeah. to start looking you out more. Okay. Well, call us when you can. Call us when you're awake. <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or do live yeah. chat if you, if you don't feel like talking. Just send, get an account with live chat. It's free. Uh, so get a live chat account, and you can just start tapping things in. And if you say, you know, name for your name, I'll know who you are. And uh, yeah. welcome, uh, welcome to Action Radio. It's good to have you here. Got it. Got right. it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hang up and keep listening. And, uh, oh, we're done. But, but, uh, I have but to go. We're, I, we're I, overtime. Man, I appreciate, I appreciate what you're doing. Keep doing it. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, you can support us. You can help us. You can share the, the bill, share, share the show. Um, we even have space for contributions, you know, because we, we're doing Citizen Legislation Day. Go to my Facebook page. So, Greg Pangloss, go to my Facebook page and learn about Citizen Legislation Day, and I think you'll find that fascinating, too. Thank you, Nathan. Got it. Good okay. to talk to you. Okay, thank right. you, sir. Thank you. Well, Take care. Bye-bye, Bianchi. No, no, I'm Greg. Bianchi left. I'm the host. Yeah. Bianchi's a oh, caller. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's okay, no problem. <laughs> Thanks, David. Stop. Okay, thank you. All right, bye now. Um, so this is so this has worked out really well. So we had two major guests scheduled, both of whom canceled, uh, Naomi Wolf and Alan Dershowitz, and that's okay. You know, I mean, uh, I, I, radio goes on. The show must go on. And so I had a really great time talking to Josie Pianchi and uh, Nathan. I was really glad to have him call back in because that was, that was fabulous. Just a couple of things to play, and we're out of here. Back tomorrow, back to our regular schedule with our regular people. Uh, that would be Bill Fecky, um, who does the, the, the Fecky report, uh, Wendy Arthur, who does the Oh My God report, Bonnie Nesbitt, who does the B Word, and Bianca Von Krieg, who does the Progressive Report. It's going to be a busy day. Wednesdays are always crowded around here. I will see you all tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time, when we will do it all again. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strike Force, so our listeners get a 20% discount. 
All you do is add our code, W-Y-L, to the discount code window at checkout. W-Y-L comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engines. Joe Biden's Dark Winter. No freedom, no liberty, no guns, no representation, no oil, no coal, no nuclear power, no space force, no constitution, no family gatherings, no vacations, just taxes, work, misery, masks, lockdowns, and ever more government. This is what will happen if you let Marxists steal the election. This has been a public service announcement of Action Radio, reminding you it's time to get off your butt and save your country. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.